now Dr. Ben Carson contemplates endorsing Donald Trump. Mr. Trump, I'm very humble and grateful that you asked me to endorse you, but I do have a few concerns. Yes, frankly, this is a time to voice him, okay? I know that some of what you've done is in the realm of political theater, like calling me a pedophile and what have you. But my main concern is that you will be consistent with principles that matter to me as a Christian conservative. Okay, frankly, I'm going to stop you right there, okay, because truthfully, I will read 2 Corinthians every day, right? Okay, because that's what it's all about. That's what it, that, That's the whole thing right there, okay, every day. I am so Christian. Okay, nobody's more, nobody, Frank, there's nobody more Christian than me. I'm, I'm the guy. I believe you. This has been Dr. Ben Carson Contemplates Endorsing Donald Trump. Hey, if you're listening to or watching this podcast, there's a strong chance that you are not yet following me on Twitter, at S. Crowder, where I'm tweeting all day long. I'm ticking off the social justice warriors. You should see the amount of hate I get on there. Far, far, far worse than any fat sports illustrated model or Black Lives Matter charlatan. So listen, it's free, you get to be entertained, and you can chime in. Also, if you're following me on Twitter, you can send me your tweets and maybe you'll be lucky enough, and I mean lucky enough because I have a lot of followers, okay, that they call me the follower machine, to have your tweet to me, or not gay, Jared, included in our rockinest tweet of the week. So follow me on Twitter, at S. Crowder. If not, I don't want to say I have sights on your mother, but... Oh, she's dead? You're just saying that because I made a mom joke. No, she's really dead? Well, you kind of walked into it. You found yourself at the junction where worlds meet. Politics. Civility? How about honesty in this country, folks? Entertainment. I don't like entertainment. And a whole bunch of other stuff. It's about having a healthy body image. You have a very unhealthy body. You should have a horrible body image. Not a big home improvement market in Detroit. <laughs> we are definitely going to get letters. You're listening to Talk Radio's Strangest Animal. You're a strange animal. That's what I know. You're getting louder with Crowder. But you're a strange animal. I got to follow. Oh, I'm in the speedy to All right, we are live. That's the sound of the weekend coming your way. I am your host, Stephen Crowder, producing with me in studio, as always, is Jared, who is not gay. You can go to LiderWithCrowder.com for all references. Follow him at NotGayJared on Twitter. I fulfilled all my legal obligations. Are we good? I'm going to call it good for this week. Okay. We're so good. Everyone draw your own conclusions. We have a lot to get to today. We have three great guests, Mike Ward. Uh, who actually has been put before a human rights tribunal for telling an offensive joke in Canada. He'll be here to talk about that. And I'm going to convert him. This is the world we live in. This is the world we live in. Is this real life? Is this real life? We'll have our finger at the censorship button ready. Gosh. Um, And I'm going to convert him into a conservative on air. Or maybe he's already a conservative at this point. In Quebec, there are no conservatives. There are liberals and liberal separatists. Then we have Lauren Southern, who is, of course, our friend, another Canadian. But uh, she made news because she uh, she was attacked by... Feminists who poured a bodily fluid on her in protest. They, they will do that. They will do that. They will do that. It's kind of their calling card. 
They're the wet bandits. <laughs> the wet bandits. And then, uh, of course, we have Courtney, uh, Courtney Kirchhoff, our very own. She wrote a column this week. Um, not Canadian. Fun Not facts. Canadian. Fun not fact. Canadian at all. And uh, wrote a column about why you cannot be a man in 2016 and vote Bernie Sanders. I wrote one a while back from the male perspective, and uh, she wrote it from the female perspective. So it, it turned out really... Turned out really well. So full show for you, but this week, obviously, a lot has been going on. Ohio's the big talk. Gosh, what a mess. This whole thing is a mess. The whole thing is just, 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 I just feel sick. You know, you just, you hit that point and you're just done. You think it's going to get better. You think, oh, this could turn around. But then, like, the reality show takes a new plot twist and. It's like when you're, you're so Sucks. hungry, the election right now for conservatives, you're so hungry. 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 <laughs> you're so hungry, you go to a restaurant and then nothing looks good on the menu. That's oh, kind yeah. of where I am. Been there. I'm just like, uh, okay. Uh, all right. You know, the truth is, here's what's something I just thought about today. I don't know if many people have, have, have realized this. This is the first election I can think of. Maybe if you go back like to William McKinley or, you know, someone who like, we don't really know about as far as the elections. This is the first election where both of them could possibly be um, rendered ineligible for criminal activity. If it's Hillary Clinton versus Donald Trump, you have Hillary Clinton, right? They just talked about a big witness if the FBI indicts her on the email server scandal. And Donald Trump has to appear in court over the, uh, the Trump University scandal. Some respect. This, these are America's best. <laughs> this is the finest we have to offer. And these you will are show men, some respect. America's best. Um... I'm not. I mean, Trump has lost suits before. Hillary Clinton hasn't. So if we have a, if we have a precedent there, Hillary Clinton will probably win, and there's a stronger chance that Trump could probably lose. Maybe they both get through. The point is that that's even looming. Is is insanity? It really is insanity. Can we just pick people who aren't criminals to start? That being said, I still hate Kasich more. I don't know why. I still it went it went <laughs> so, for, like solidly from who the heck are you to. Arch enemy number no, one. It went from who the heck are you to he won Ohio. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 John Kasich won Ohio, governor of Ohio. Now, l- let me be clear, okay? He's in a, a state that is over. People say, well, it's a, a swing. It's not really a swing state. It's a blue-collar union state where some of them still vote for handouts and they think a Republican might do better because Democrats have screwed them. That's really what it comes down to. Let's be honest here. If you want to talk about big influence, we've talked about this. Big unions, they have far more money than the evil Koch brothers or big oil they give. And union members in the Midwest, this, this BS about the Midwest being America's heartland, it's the handout land. It's, well, why don't you make a better car? How about you pay me $132,000 in salary and benefits? Uh, we'll go under. That's okay. We'll take a bailout. We'll take a bailout for 500 uh, Alex. So I'm just tired of this. There is no heartland to America in the Midwest. Listen, I'm, I'm from Ohio, okay? Can't confirm. Go on. I can't confirm. It's just like, like I'm tired. Oh, we're working class. Listen, just because y- you are working in a factory doesn't mean you're more working class than a guy who runs the factory, than a guy who bought it. Okay, this idea that there's no American manufacturing is untrue. There's plenty of American manufacturing. It's just not where you want it to be. It's just not in steel anymore. It just may not be. And there's still plenty of coal. Hillary Clinton will, of course, put you out of business. She promised that. We ran that at the website. Openly promised to put coal workers out of business. Um, so John Kasich wins Ohio. I get it. That's what I got off on a tangent. Better than, you know, he was preceded by a... a 
I don't know how left, but a Democrat for sure. So, yeah, you'd rather have him there, especially if Hillary Clinton's president. You don't need to oust this guy and have a super far leftist in a swing state like Ohio. People from under Ohio, Hillary Clinton they like him there, too. They want him to stay. He Most won by like 61% re-election. So he, he's good for that state, right? Sure, sure. For the country, not so much. And when he won Ohio... Confetti was falling and fireworks and strippers. I mean, you should. This guy, it was like the when you win Mario Kart. That went down in the whole my hometown, by the way, of Berea. Did it? They know how to throw a party. It sounds like an they STD. Know. It's a horrible name for a hometown. It's also home of the Browns. Go on. So John Kasich wins Ohio. Everyone thinks, okay, John Kasich, you've made your point, right? And then he'll bow out. He gives this victory speech, like it's even mathematically possible for him to win, and everyone's watching. You think he's gone? He's not gone. That's the whole point. He's never gone. <laughs> That's John Kasich. John Kasich is the guy. At closing a, time was a long time ago. Closing time. John Kasich is the guy at a party who won't leave, and he was never invited. You didn't. No one even wanted John Kasich at that party. There was maybe like one person at the party. He's like, no, no, man, you just gotta give Kasich a chance. He's cool. No, we don't like John. We don't want John Kasich at the party. I told you. No, man, you just got to give him a chance. And you say no. Everyone's like, no, we don't want him there. But the one guy sneaks him in, and you're like, oh, actually, John Kasich is here. What happened? What happened? Was that you, Carl? And he's like, yeah, but you just got to get to know him. And we've gotten to know him. We don't like him. We don't want him. Ironically, John Kasich has unified everybody in agreeing that he's a douche. Everyone agrees that he sucks. Nobody wants him. And it's not even that they hate him, but here's what bothers me about John Kasich. And I was talking about this on, on um, uh, Glenn Beck's show today. I know. Hold your hate mail. Glenn Beck. <laughs> I have friends who are liberal, too. Um, John Kasich does this whole, I'm not going to take the low road to the highest office in the land. You know, that's his quote. What? Your only path to any kind of victory is through screwing the voters with a, with, with a, a technicality at the Republican convention. There is no more greasy, underhanded low road than that. It's mathematically impossible. He can't win 112% of the delegates remaining. I don't know. I mean, no, you know, listen, I'm an underdog story, Rocky. No, you're the idiot story. You're I am Sam. Okay? Just get out. Well, yeah, you know, it's, it's funny because I found myself in a group of people, like many, who were like thinking, ah, we just got to, if only Trump can't win both Florida and and Ohio. As someone who doesn't want Trump, who doesn't think he's a good right. candidate, doesn't really reflect the majority of Republicans out there. We don't want him to win. And then as soon as I thought about that, it dawned on me Tuesday night. I'm like, ah, oh, Kasich won Ohio. Oh, crap. He's never going to leave. He's now. never going to leave. This, he's he won the, off the back, really. Let's be honest. A Rubio and Cruz supporters. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, there's No, I think that. if Kasich drops out, half would go confetti. Trump. Yeah. Make it rain. Make it rain. I'm going to make it rain with confetti when I win Ohio. You think, you think the guy went to the moon with Lance Bass. It's just unreal. This guy thinks it's a victory. I just, it's, you know, he's just, he's just a greasy, he looks like a, looks like a seagull in the BP oil spill. You know, he's got that, he's got those, like, you know, like the kind of down feathers in the head of a baby bird. Someone gave him that haircut. It's a little matted. A little, a little matted, greedy. but it has like that. And, you know, the mama's feeding them, and he's kind of yeah. greasy in nature and hunchback. And he just like, you know, and they went, That's John. K that's how I picture him. 
I just, and I don't, I don't, you know, listen, I don't wish death upon anybody, and certainly not John Kasich, but I can't say that, like, I can't say when it happened, when he was showing that, 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 the, the, it, it crossed my mind. Not like I want it. I would never wish death upon anybody, but a part of me was hoping, like, well, maybe that confetti could just be anthrax. Just a little bit, you know? Because it would be self-inflicted. And who am I as a libertarian if he wanted to throw anthrax on himself? Who am I to tell him that he can't do that? That's his body. That's his choice. It's his prerogative. So that's John Kasich right now. And I just, I don't know anyone who really wants that. I don't, I, honestly, I don't dislike Kasich. I'm just frustrated with this whole thing. And like we said, I'm not a Trump guy. People know that. And I know everyone gets so upset. But if the GOP, if through like a contested convention, I can kind of understand if they get there and Trump only has, you know, 40, 45% of the vote and the total other delegates with everyone else is more. If he doesn't even have a majority of the delegates, I understand, okay, putting it in a head to head. And, and seeing how it turns out, because Trump loses in a head-to-head to anybody, right? There is a problem. There's a system in place. If Trump, you don't want someone getting a nomination with only 30%, you know, average in states. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. But, and I've said this, if Trump wins a delegates outright, it has to be Trump. It has to be. And if he doesn't, and they trot out Kasich, or Romney, or Paul Ryan, like we're hearing, at that point, I will relieve myself on the ashes of the GOP. Okay, so Trump supporters who get mad appreciate that consistency. We'll be like the feminists with with Lauren Southern. We putting out that fire with bodily fluids because I do not want to see that kind of a screw job like you see with the Democratic Party. Yeah, yeah. And that's what John Kasich is hoping for. And that really, really bothers me. Like, it's one thing if you, you know, if it were Ted Cruz and Donald Trump and they're neck and neck and it goes to convention and then, okay, I understand. But that's not it. John Kasich has no mathematical chance to. This is, when people talk about career politicians, you want to talk about establishment, let's talk about John Boehner, let's talk about Mitch McConnell, let's talk about John Kasich. These are people who are almost lifetime politicians who have clearly betrayed their voting constituency. But let's define establishment. It's their picture right next to it in the dictionary. We'll come back, I'll, I'll clear my head, and we'll fight about something else. Everybody was kung fu fighting Those kids were fast as lightning In fact, it was a little bit frightening But they fought with expert timing This is breaking news on Louder with Crowder. I'm Perry Matheson. We take you now to a Republican Party currently underway. Yeah, so I met this girl and she did. She interned for Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, at the network. And she is an absolute monster. Oh, really? Yeah, I've heard bad things. Is that... Is that Kasich over there? Yeah, that's Kasich. He's coming over. He's coming over. Hey, guys, what a great party. You're doing a great job here uh, with the Republican Party. I brought a case of Zima, if anybody wants some. Of course you would bring Zima, John Kasich. You know who drank a lot of Zima was my father, who was a mailman, before I was governor of Ohio. Did anybody even invite him? Nobody ever invites him. And boy, I tell you what, he sure liked to party as well. (laughs) He had quite the reputation around the mail office. We'll keep you updated as the Republican Party progresses after this. Okay, business time. Really simple. Some of you don't know where to find me. Louderwithcrowder.com. Half a dozen to ten articles every single day. Twitter. 
follow me at S. Crowder. Louder with Crowder podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or any other podcatching device, youtube.com slash Stephen Crowder, or you can type in Stephen Crowder on Facebook and be one of the million-plus fans or join the mailing list. There are so many ways for you to stay connected. You have no excuse. You have no excuse, just like you have no excuse for those roles that are just cascading over your belt buckle. You should be ashamed. Unless you're a lady, then you deserve a medal. Get her a medal. back some people get mad at the dance They're like you're, you're, you're corny screw you so we're back people listening have no idea of course the live video stream is at ladderwithcrowder.com for those listening terrestrially on our wonderful affiliates in of course wham beautiful home station detroit alaska new hampshire florida uh someplace uh, some others missouri i don't know a few few stations a you few know stations. It's, a, it's a good problem to have though because you're losing track that's a good problem to have i'm losing it used track. to be like you know a couple and now you know it's growing yeah, I don't care anymore. Listen, if people want to carry the show, they carry the show. That's one thing Jared knows, because Not Gay Jared started when the show was nowhere. And I was, people either syndicate or they don't. We're not making... <laughs> Half the time, like when I get called to speak at schools... By the way, next week, Tuesday, uh, in Washington, D.C. Let me bring this up here. I have a live show... You know, I don't advertise these a lot anymore because people show up to protest, and it's not as fun. American University in Washington, D.C. So Black Lives Matter, get your fact-checking ready and you can get mad at my jokes. Gonna make fun of AIDS and black people, so get ready. Sometimes two at the same time. So, speaking of which, we had that ethnic introduction and we just talked about AIDS and black people. Um, you, someone just tweeted, oh no, God, no, God, no, not John Kasich. This, you know, he has unified every, nobody wants him. And the funny thing is, it's not like anybody hates him. He's just, 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 eh. He's only, only people that like him are the people that are so far apathetic. And right. Beyond he's a safe, apathetic with the whole thing. Yeah. He's a safe, kind of like. Not funny, haha, funny, queer. Well, that too. Mm-hmm. That too. But he's safe, kind of, if you want to seem as though you're above the fray. Oh, you know, I kind of like Kasich. And then you, you want to confuse a Kasich fan? You say, oh, okay, why? Oh. <laughs> Um, so I want to talk about something. Interestingly, Jared made a great point, and it ties into an article at LotterWithCredit.com this week where uh, a, a black social justice warrior at BuzzFeed dressed nicely and dressed poorly as a social experiment to prove racism, microaggressions, and he proved the exact opposite of that. He, so funny. He just, found, it, it, the best part to me is that BuzzFeed still was like, ah, pay this guy a thousand bucks. This. Gotta, gotta run with it. Yeah. Gotta see what, just got thrown out there. Well, the epic was happening. conclusion was when he dressed nicely, people treated him better. He, he, you know, he was missing change in the bus. They said, that's fine. The lady at the dry cleaners or the grocery store said, oh, was w- w- you're looking great today. And people weren't eyeing him. And he's like, when I dressed like a thug, people were, you know, it just shows how I'm going, hold on a second. Isn't that wonderful, Mr. Black? I don't remember his name for all intents and purposes. He's Mr. Black. Mr. Black, isn't that wonderful that you put on a blazer and some khakis and you're treated just like the white guy? Here's the thing. If they hated you because you were black, the skinny tie mod squad suit wouldn't fake him out. Right? It's not like a T-Rex where it's like based on movement, like racists, they only see you if you're in sweatpants. He, they know you're black. They just know that you're dressing nicely. Same thing for me if I wear sweatpants into, I don't know, Banana Republic. 
Which, which is why I don't go to Banana Republic. All I wear is sweatpants. So I don't go to Banana Republic. It's offensive to them, and it's offensive to me being there because I feel great shame. So this is what he wrote about. Like, like Robert Byrd or David Duke, they don't have an exception for pleated pants, okay? They hate you because you're black. So this article went out, and everyone's like, oh, how racist this is. And so we wrote an article, Courtney and I, um, on on how this proved the exact op- exact opposite and it went viral because everyone was going, well, of course, of course that's true. And you made a point because we went to the Bernie rally. We did that video, <laughs> which unlike HuffPo, by the way, who wrote a hit piece on a Trump rally with no substantiation, we video recorded the Bernie rally. We can prove it. And Bernie's up there, right? And he's going, you know, one in four African-Americans are, uh, w- yeah. w- w- how do we do Bernie? Think- one in four African-Americans are in prison. You know, you're more likely to end up in jail and graduate high school. So he's giving all of these stats. You were talking about this. How the left can give all of these negative stats on black Americans. Yeah, one in four goes to prison. One in four, you know, leaves their child. and Which are not untrue. Not but untrue. unlike leftists, we understand there's a, there's a big problem, a cultural problem, a fatherless problem, a moral sure. problem. They attribute it to race. Go ahead. But I'm, I was just I was thinking today, after the other day, I was reading that article, piecing it together, and thinking, you just told me one in four black people, men, age 18 to 24 or whatever goes to jail and then you yell at me when I profile a black woman a black man thinking I have a 25% chance of getting murdered or mugged right here it's a trap exactly I can't win I can't win now you probably wouldn't profile that black guy if he's dressed like the BuzzFeed guy in a jacket, pants, but if you well, see... Well, I do not, because I heard the stats. Because you heard the stats. Stats didn't say anything about dress well, code. It is true, though. If you leave a, a, a Democrat convention, if you leave a Bernie Sanders rally, you're probably going to be more racist. Because all you hear about is what these men in prison, uh, black, black men in prison, all of these drug trafficking offenses, violent crime. Right now, a big problem, the biggest indicator... Of, of whether you are successful or not in life that we have currently available, okay, in the United States. Whether you're successful or not, whether you commit a crime or not, whether you're up in jail, whether you finish high school, whether you get a college degree, whether you start a business, whether you make, uh, you know, whether you make a living wage, is do you have mommy and daddy and are mommy and daddy still married? More importance placed on the daddy. People don't like to hear that. But a father in the house is the biggest indicator that we have. Um... It's the constant across all of those, and that's a big problem in the black community. Unfortunately, people who speak out like Bill Cosby, Larry Elder's talked about that, but Bill Cosby's not a great ambassador anymore. But leftists just say black, boom, statement. And uh, yeah, I think it creates more racism. It would have to. I mean, the whole thing has. Look at where we are now after Barack Obama. Like you said, I think a lot of people with the Trump thing, they just feel like they've been crapped on for seven years, including white people who voted for Barack Obama. And then when they, they side want, with- They want their Obama is what they want. They yeah. want their, their hero, their champion, the one who says, screw you to the other side, you know, executive order, executive order. They want their own right. version of that, which is, which is bad too. Which is bad too. That's how, you know, give unto us a king, right? That's the famous, the famous story from the Bible. God's not real. I know we're going to get atheists, libertarians. That's not the point. Think of it as an Aesop fable. Just think of it as tortoise and a hare, but with Jesus. Uh, although I don't, I think it's old. Where, give unto us a king. Which book is that? You've got me. I've got, yeah, I, got I can't me. quote verses. Two Corinthians, we'll say. But it is true. It's a great point that you made. They give you all of these horrifying statistics and then want you to shut off your evolutionary mechanism uh, of generalization, which is made for self-preservation, right? Oh, giant bright red colors in the wild and that frog. Probably yeah. a po- you could probably make a dart out of that thing. 
You know, that, I can imagine being like a detective these days. And the, the, can you describe the him? Pressure. I uh, uh, tall, not. black hair, <laughs> eyes brown, um, olive toned. You know. So anyway, we'll expand on that more afterward. How long do we have until we have to bring in Mike? Yeah, Ten seconds. Okay, Mike Ward. After is that you're sure? Yep. Mike Ward after the break here talking about free speech in Canada. Don't miss it. Listeners, this is Jesse, former governor of Minnesota, Ventura, here, the bod. This week you've had the wool pulled over your eyes by the establishment hacks who are trying to rape the American voter from their constitutional right to vote. What they're planning on doing is borderline treasonous, not borderline, it is treasonous because word on the street that Uncle Jesse has heard regarding the facts of a brokered convention is that they're going to try and trot out Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan on a general election stage versus Hillary Clinton. Because two vaginas are better than one. Know the facts. Hey, you're probably hearing this podcast either through iTunes or SoundCloud, something like that. Or maybe you've heard it on the syndicated radio show across the country. But you may not know that this show is actually live streamed, video live streamed every Thursday night, 8 o'clock Eastern. Thursday, 8 o'clock Eastern at louderwithcrowder.com or youtube.com slash Stephen Crowder. You can actually watch the live stream, see the guests. See all of these little infographics going on there. We have some exclusive commercials. You get to see the Hopper Cam. People like the Hopper Cam. Uh, and additional firings of Not Gay Jared. So, again, it's free. If you want to see what you're hearing, go watch the live stream. Thursdays, 8 p.m. Eastern. LottoWorthCrowder.com. I'm glad to bring on our first guest of the program. So many of you listening in Les Etats-Unis, the United States, don't know about this guy, but I grew up on him. So growing up in French Canada, um, there's a lot of controversy, actually, and it's a big issue, freedom of speech and comedy. He'll talk about that, but he has an album, Pedophile Jokes and Death Threats, in case you were wondering what you were in for. And you can follow him on Twitter <laughs> at MikeWardCA. Mike Ward, thanks for being here, brother. Hey, Steve, thanks for having me. It's rare that I get someone we've talked about that there are a few people who we get on where it's it's bizarre for me because it's a celebrity. And, you know, I always watched you and Patrick Groux when I was growing up and Louis José Eud on, on <laughs> Music Plus. And uh, back then, though, you didn't do any anything in English. So that happened since I've left Montreal. Did you always speak English or did you learn it to expand your, your comedy? No, I grew up, I grew up, uh, my dad's English, my mom's was French, he's okay. dead now, but, uh, and, um, no, no problem, you didn't kill it, uh, but, uh, yeah, so I, I just grew up mostly in English, and, uh, I, French comedy, I, was easier since there aren't as many comics, so it's, it's kind of easy to become famous, and, uh, and I was lazy, so I was, I was just a French comic, and then, Started doing shows in like 2007. Well, I always wondered too with French comedy, um, 
like, where do you go? I mean, you have Montreal, Quebec City. What, where else is the tour? Is it like Victoriaville? Where, how, where do you go? What's really weird is like my last tour, I sold 135,000 tickets and I toured for like three years just in Quebec. Like wow. there's a, a, a really big market for such a little place. Yeah, and it influences to the stand-up for Americans. I, I, my stand-up wasn't really joke-telling. And French Canadians, it's much more kind of one-man show. You know, they bring yeah. in a lot of elements. So um, it had a big influence on, on what I did uh, up there. I started, you know, Comedy Works. It was, I think, 2005 or six. And, uh, man, Montreal is just a hotbed for great comics. Okay, speaking of which, we'll, we'll get back to that. But you okay. explain for people who don't know... You have been put before a human rights tribunal. Basically, your comedy career is in the hands of the courts. Tell everyone how we got to there. Okay. Uh, there was a, a little kid in, uh, in Quebec who was, uh, he was famous. There was a TV show um, that um, it was called Daniel Suivant, and they, it, it, it was like pay it forward. Okay. And this was a, a little kid that was sick. He was deaf. And his dream was to sing for the Montreal Canadiens, yeah. the national anthem. So they, they put him on that show. He sang for the Canadians, got tons of uh, media exposure. And then he sang for the Pope. I, I don't know if his family wrote the Pope or wh how he got that gig. But he sang for the Pope. What did he sing and, for the Pope? He's not singing the national anthem, is he? No, he was singing some, you know, weird little Christian song. Uh, <laughs> like a... Uh, uh, I, 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 I have no idea what he was singing, but okay. and he, so and, he, and then I just did a joke like five years later that he wasn't dead yet because I thought he was like a you know a, a Make a Wish kid that was dying. Right. And, uh, I did that in my show uh, in front of you know uh, uh, adults that had paid. And, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, that's kind of key, you would assume, but yeah, but uh, and then his family found out. They called the Human Rights uh, Commission. And then uh, I got a letter saying I owed 80000 to the kid's family for that joke. Uh, so we, did you pay it? No, no, no. We, I, I hired the, the best lawyer I, I could get. And it cost me more in legal fees than, than what, you know. It, it'll, right now I've given a little over eighty grand to my lawyer just to not pay. <laughs> well, yeah, in, in principle. Now, what were the consequences yeah. if you didn't pay? Was it going? They might ban you from from comedy. What what, what were the kind of conditions? I, I have no idea. They they just wanted money. Like they uh, and 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 then in it was weird in, during the the whole trial. They they at first it was uh they they were talking okay in his joke he said that the the little kid. Uh, didn't die and and uh, that I, I said that he was unkillable and I tried to kill him and it didn't work and <laughs> and uh, and then they started talking like I'd actually tried to kill the little kid they were like and then Mike Ward said he was gonna drown him and and, and I was like okay I'm on tri trial for drowning a little kid in a joke it's crazy right it's cra well we it, did that really once we had weird. a lot of complaints where it was, we were just we were just talking on the program and we were talking about Charlie Brown and how bizarre it was that he lost his hair so early and either I, I don't know <laughs> if it was Jerry but we said well a little known fact Charlie Brown had progeria 
and <laughs> people got really mad. Well, I, my friend has progeria, and everyone's always okay if you make fun of everything until it's their thing. Yeah, 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 exactly. So how did so this happened? They complained, and was this a court that said, okay, you have a case, and just ordered you to pay the fine? What was that process like? Yeah, I, I got a I got a letter from the human rights people saying I owed the money. So I I brought this to my lawyer. And well, who are like, the human rights people? Like, what kind of commission or court is this? I, it's it's just a bunch of ladies in a in an apartment. I think like it's just. Like, is it a Canadian thing? Is it international? It, it's a this only exists in Canada, uh. and there's a real human rights tribunal in in the Hague in in Holland where they go after like a, you know a criminal like a war for war crimes and you know right. dictators. But in in Canada, each province has their own little system. And uh, it's not legal. Like they, they sent me a letter saying I owed eighty thousand. But uh, when I said no, they were like, "Okay, we're going to take you to court." And that's why we're in court now. So you're still in court. Yeah. Uh, well, the trial is over. But what's really weird, uh, I thought when the trial was over, I'd get a decision from the judge. But uh, I'm going to get the answer in like three to six months. Well, everything takes a little bit longer in in Canada. Your your health care. Yeah. I mean, even the court process. They have to put on their powdered wigs. <laughs> did you? Did they do that when you did this? <laughs> they didn't have the padded wigs, but my my lawyer had sort of a suit, like he he had the bottom part, you know. Like right? Sort yeah, of a, yeah. Robe. Well, they must have loosened that because it was law. You had to do the full English court system for a while. Did you know that, not KJ? No, I did not know that. Yeah, you'd have that's, judges that's fantastic. In. Be like a traffic ticket, and you'd go in. You'd have some guy looking like George Washington, with a you know looking like a, a white Captain Hook. I don't want to say as incentive <laughs> to go to court, but that's that's <laughs> yeah. up there on my list. Of, my uh, God, I'm gonna speak five over just so I can have my day in court. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, Mike. So, so this is this is a lot of Americans aren't going to believe this. We've written about this at the website Lighter with Crowder. Let me kind of tell you. Obviously, uh, uh, this is a more political, cultural show. I'm to the right of Attila the Hun. You know, when I grew up in Canada, people thought it was shtick that I was right wing. Um, I remember having a discussion, I think it was with Deanne Smith when I was started, talking about freedom of speech and how important it was. And she said, well, you know, except for hate speech. And she couldn't believe it when I said, that's not a real thing. Stop saying that. That's not a real thing. Um, Americans don't appreciate that freedom of speech is actually a very uniquely American. It's not protected in a lot of other no. countries. So like, has this made you rethink some of that and go, oh, my God, I didn't realize how little rights I had in this I area? I always thought, because, you know, like uh, growing up, I, I just figured I had the same freedom of speech as in the States. Because uh, Canadians never really think about that or never really talk about freedom of speech. Right. So, like, the, when the first time someone told me, okay, uh, you owe money for this, I was like, that's crazy. He, he was, like, on television. I just made fun of him. That's like making fun of uh, Justin Bieber. It's like making fun of, you know. Donald it, Trump. Yeah, and and even yeah, and but uh, it's weird. It's weird. It's made me like uh, hate my country, especially for <laughs> oh, that. Like I, like I was, I, I'm, I'm, I was never like I, I hate Canada and I hate Quebec even more. And if 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 you guys please invade us, I would like America <laughs> well, to invade, <laughs> make Canada its bitch. It's funny because I've talked about this. When I grew up, you know, here's the thing. People don't understand. You know this. In Canada, there is no conservative. Quebec, there's no conservative. There's no libertarian. There's liberal and then liberal separatists. You know, that's really yeah. the choices you have. And so people hear the word conservative and they think it's a bunch of, you know, old Christians. They don't understand what the Constitution is about. And um, 
I always say, well, I used to have these Canadians in college, professors in the United States, this evil empire. And I, I looked at them, I said, listen, the fact that you are Canada and not the 51st state is proof that that's not the case. You have this mm. giant land rich in natural resources with virtually no national defense whatsoever when compared yeah. to the United States. There's nothing you could do. And they engage in fair trade with you guys. Like, they're clearly not an empire. And it's just, it's one of those things where Canadians... I don't, like you said, I don't think they think about it a lot. People thought I was joking no. when I said hate speech isn't a thing. It doesn't, they're like, what about hate crimes? I said murder doesn't need a footnote. If you kill somebody, that's already crime. So it's, it's, um, it, it seems like there's a real wake up. Do you feel like th this is in the comedy community? Is this happening or are you in the minority in Canada still? I think, no, I think comics are really starting to be afraid because people are like, uh, just, um, this week with the, uh, Ang Lee talking about how the oh the oscars the oscars who oh sorry about that who cares like seriously who cares about that, that that's one thing that always freaks me out people go jokes hurt but the the only way a joke can hurt you is if your life has been too easy because if if you were kidnapped and uh, you know beaten and you you wouldn't you know escape and go oh the most the the most hurtful part was when he made fun of me yeah it was the fact that he he didn't really I don't think he recognized my triggers was upsetting. Yeah, um, it, it's you know it's, it's funny that you say I I hope that's the case, but there needs to be a cultural shift in mindset. And now you've got you know Pierre Trudeau who is Mister Cracking Down on Offensive Speech, who is Mister Identity Politics. I mean I remember literally when I was a Justin, comedy. You mean. Yeah, sorry, but did I say yeah. Pierre? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Same okay. Thing, we met Pierre one time walking through Montreal, and he, he was giving someone the finger. Um, oh, really? <laughs> well, that's another thing in Canada. I was like, this guy has no security. I, I couldn't imagine. Like, Canadians, they don't try and assassinate their prime ministers. Their prime ministers literally get pies in the face, like an Acme cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> and Americans, it's so silly. Um, I, I remember I was there in co so at Comedy Works one night, and it was when Harper was elected. I think when he was first elected. Was that 2005, 2006? Or was that re-election? Yeah, so. Okay. Yeah, uh, I think first time was like 2004 or five or something. Okay. Okay. Well, I was there that night. And I remember David Pride was there. David Acker, uh, David, uh, uh, Derek Lingvanus was there. Mike Mayo was a friend of mine. And there was, there was a bunch of people. It was just kind of an open mic, you know, Jimbo's Pub. And there were people going up there, and everyone just had their jokes about how much they hated Stephen Harper and how they were so liberal. And I remember it was just assumed this is default, right? We all agree on this. And I remember thinking, you're just you're destroying your own ability to make a living because, you know, we understood that's the end game. I, we've been yeah. aware of this on the right for a long time. You know, universities banning Ann Coulter, I think Milo Yiannopoulos. They, it's very, very. I was kicked out of a school. Um, I don't remember if it was Marianopolis or if it was uh, it was Vanier, one of those. You know, those those sages, uh, because I made a Muhammad joke during their cultural fair week, and they said you're not allowed to you're you're not allowed to come back. And uh, I was amazed that comedians were supporting this platform. So, yeah. how? What do you think it takes? Is your case getting a lot of press there, and are other comedians taking note? Do you think, like, really, or do you think they're still going to go in and pull the lever for people who are going to support I, this crap? I think if if I win, it'll be like nothing happened, and if I lose, it's going to scare a lot of people. The thing I have been happy about, though, is people, uh, even people on the left, have been supportive. And generally, free speech is just uh, people on the left. They think more of the people's feelings than they do about, you know, actual our, our rights and the way, you know, uh, that we should be allowed to say what we actually think and not just pretend to 
everyone like each other. Right. But um, now a lot of comics that are to the left have been really supportive because they realize that, like, if if, uh, if they get rid of me, then whoever is second most offensive to whoever, you know, is the judge, right. they'll go after him next. And then, the yeah, so you, you can never get rid of everyone. Right. Well... By God, they can try. Okay, Mike yeah. Ward, see, we have to go to a break. We want to bring you back and talk about this more. Hopefully fix that microphone. Not gay, Jared. What are you doing? Mike Ward, CA, on Twitter. Lotter with Crowder. Free speech. Stay tuned. I'm Perry Matheson. We take you now to a Republican Party currently underway. Hey, you know what's a really fun dance? Is the Macarena. I tell you, I really get a kick out of it. Why is he still here? You know, because it's a dance, but it's also exercise. And we have an obesity problem in America, particularly Ohio. He's always here. No one invites him. He always shows up. And exercise is important. If you want to get a job where I tell you... You'll be winded by the end of the day. My father was a mailman. Holy sh**. We'll keep you updated as the Republican Party progresses after this. Whoa, Jared, what are you doing? Shoot bad guys. With what? My AR-15. Where'd you get it? AR-15.com. Oh, there's another one. You got him. Yeah. Thank God for AR15.com. They have AR15 and accessories for sale and the best advice there is on the web. Oh, no, there's another one. Kaboom. You got him. Yeah. With your what? AR15. From where? AR15.com. That's the best place to go, and that's the takeaway because this commercial's about to stop. You're a strange animal. That's what I know. But you're a strange animal. All right, we're back, and I know that the guest knows why that song is significant. You can follow him on Twitter at MikeWardCA. Mike, you know what that's about. Yeah, that's a gown. I used to do a show called the Le Gros Show. Uh, that I, I, was, I was like a, sort of a guy that was really loved the 80s and hair uh, That's a lot of French Canadians. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Everyone, like, like your Jean-Guy Tremblay, actually exists. Yeah, it's my uncle Raymond Massé. Jean-Guy okay. Tremblay is actually Raymond Massé and Eric Léonard combined. And people don't, okay. like, no, these are real people. Uh, but that was actually where I first heard that song, watching okay. your show, and we ended up incorporating it into the bumps. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's just, uh, it's funny. I was, I was raised on it, and, and I had no idea that we'd be here now. One thing that was really sort of stuck out at me, Mike, before the break, you said, yeah, you know, the left... They don't really understand this sort of concept of rights. That is language that when I grew up in Canada, so I grew up from 3 to 18, left at 18, no one would have understood or even used. The paradigm of sort of the left and rights and authoritarianism. So, so it's surprising to me to hear you say that because no one ever spoke like that. Um, yeah. Is that just you sort of with your own, I guess, awakening? 
I think, yeah, having the government uh, bring me to court. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kinda, that'll do it. That's a good wake-up call. No, but uh, we, we've started to get sort of, uh, I'm from Quebec City, and for some reason, Quebec City is like one of the only uh, right-wing cities in uh, Eastern Canada. Really? So I think that's why. Yeah. There's I, a, a, I guess the separatism could kind of, the idea of sovereignty a little bit, could lend itself toward independence, maybe? I don't know. No, mo most of the right, though, in Quebec are anti-separatists. Uh, yeah, yeah, they they want to, yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. Um, so, okay. I just, see, I, I didn't know that. I had no idea. I mean, you meet a lot of Canadians, and we would talk with them. My, my aunt just died, so my mom was back up there, and they'd talk with um, family, like, like Raymond and, and Eric, and talk about things, and they'd go, like, oh, yeah, that's it, that's it. I, you know, Darren, I never thought of it like that, you know, yeah. And they're, they just, they haven't thought of these things. Like, yeah. They hadn't thought of free speech. They hadn't thought of, well, why do you have the Second Amendment in the United States? Big reason is to protect the First Amendment, you know. Um, if they can sue you for $80,000, it's not unheard of for them to simply storm your house and take you to prison for doing something. Um, yeah. They just, a lot of them just, they just don't think of it that way. So it's so surprising to me to see you, I guess sort of the term is taking the red pill. Well, did it take the court to, to make this happen, or were you sort of shifting before that? Uh, no, no, I've been, uh, no, I've, I've always been sort of uh, right-leaning. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm right-leaning for uh, Quebec, which right. means like I'm about as, you know, liberal as Bernie Sanders, basically, <laughs> but I'm forced free speech. Right. And uh, no, for a lot of things, I, I'm, I'm for small government. I hate having the government tell me, you know, how even like a like city gov municipal government telling me, OK, my my hedge has to be this height. And, right. you know, I'm like, yeah, you know, it's my land. Let me do what I want. Yeah, no, not in Quebec. Um, that's yeah. not really the mindset there. It's funny. I was you mentioned that you Academy Awards. So this is one, too, where I got a lot of complaints at Marianopolis College because I made a bunch of Asian jokes because, as you know, Marianopolis is entirely Asian and Jewish. <laughs> and um, my, I've always had a clean show, but pretty politically incorrect. So I was surprised that people would get really offended. You know, they would have Joey Elias before, and you know how, how he can get. And then yeah. mine is clean, but I'm the one who gets the complaints because he made fun of Asians, um, or he made fun of Muslims. The, the bit that got me into the Just for Laughs, uh, the year I did it, was, and I've told this before, but you would understand it more. Um, you were, I think, maybe just doing French comedy at this point because it didn't cross paths. I, I talked, remember the band Sans Pression? Yeah, the, yeah, the, rock the rapper? A rap, yeah, rap group, sorry. Yeah. And there were a lot of them. And, uh, um... I remember doing a bit where I was talking about, you know, you have these French Canadians now, they're using video, using words they've seen in rap videos, I don't even grasp the meaning. And the bit was, Jared, you're going to have to edit this because it's American, but you'll get it. I said, you know, no, 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 je vais voir plus tard, vers tard. Ok, ça marche. Peace, Ok, plus tard. And people were like, shock and laugh, because everyone had heard a French Canadian use that, the N-word, because they yeah. heard it. Like, you'd hear sans pression, or all, all the time, they, like, it, they would be French, and there would be the F-word, and the N-word were the only English yeah. words. And um, a lot of complaints. And people were like, you know, we get the most complaints from the stuff you do, even though it's not dirty. And I just thought, this is such a weird time. And I had to leave there with my hair on fire. And it sounds like you're about there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I gotta, I, I'm married right now, but I, I gotta get a divorce and find an American <laughs> that'll put up with me. If there's an American woman that wants to marry a dude that kind of like, looks like a lesbian. I'm I'm available. <laughs> is your wife French? Uh, my wife is French. Yeah. Oh, okay. So and, and how she, do you speak French uh, more? 
Uh, yeah, I speak French with, with my wife, uh, and she uses what's weird. Like we we have a house in Florida, and whenever we go to Florida, she's so used to using the F word, she'll like use it, you know, in front right. of little kids, and I'll have to tell her, yeah, you know, don't don't say that at Disney World. Right. Well, yeah, it's it's a verb in French. People don't understand. Yeah. It's not doesn't mean the F word. It can mean like something. It, it can actually mean like oh, something's broken. Yeah, yeah. It, this is, a, and you add a, and this is weird, and yeah, you know. And and the way they cuss too. Well, not gay Jared, but the Jean Guy. He was like, it's just so weird. I was like, well, a lot of Canadians, even the English Canadians, they add their cuss word at the end of the sentence because that's how it's structured in French. Yeah, yeah. So it's funny, man. Florida. Remember how offended Quebec got when there was uh, the Florida newspaper that said something French Canadian comes this way was a headline, and it was a guy in a speedo. Do you remember that? It was like yeah. national outrage, and they banned they banned Triumph the insult dog. Yeah, I, I remember as a kid, I was in high school. I wasn't at this point. I wasn't. I was going like, of course that's not right. You're banning yeah. an insult dog. It's they're just so sensitive. Um, do you see that shifting not only in comedy a, a, across the province, or do you just kind of uh, think it's gone? No, Quebec is really sensitive. Quebec is really really sensitive, and I think Canada's sensitive, but Quebec's the worst for that. And you don't think, see it getting better? I don't. I don't see it getting better. I. I think, and I think it's getting worse everywhere. I think it's getting worse in the states. I think, uh, you know, I, something's going to have to happen for for like everyone to sort of wake up and go, okay, I don't. I don't want to live like this. That you know, I'm always. I'm always careful, okay, I can't say this, I oh, can't say that. We have that. to go to a break. For people watching, we can do a web extended here for an extra couple of minutes. But uh, lotterwithcredit.com, Mike Ward, CA, on Twitter. Thank you, Mike. Everybody else, stay tuned. We'll be back. Dr. Ben Carson contemplates endorsing Donald Trump. Of course, Mr. Trump, there's also the concern that you've praised single-payer or nationalized healthcare plans as recently as only several months ago. And I would need to, in clear conscience, believe that you've had a change of heart on said issue. Listen, okay, frankly, that was a different time. That was what Canada was doing. Now Canada, what? What do they do? What's Canada doing? They're doing nothing, okay? So I could change with that. All right, I don't need a plan like Canada. It worked for a time. It doesn't work now. I am going to do so much, Ben. I am going to do so much for healthcare. You're, you're a surgeon. I'm your guy. Good enough for me. This has been Dr. Ben Carson Contemplates Endorsing Donald Trump. Hey, Crowderheads, if you're listening to this on iTunes or SoundCloud or maybe on the YouTube live stream, because that's a thing now, you're missing so much content at louderwithcrowder.com. That's actually the bulk of what me and my glorious team, not Gay Jared notwithstanding, do on a daily basis, anywhere from four to ten articles a day with commentary, videos, GIFs, images, and it's all free. So if you want to be up to date on the news and entertained, just add louderwithcrowder.com to your RSS feed. Go check it every day. It's free. You get to support the site. And then, you know, maybe we'll give you some free stuff. I don't know. Maybe free college. What are they promising? Free college? Healthcare? I don't know. They're promising. We'll, we'll give you that. Just, just 
bookmark it, and we'll give it to you. That's a promise. You're getting louder with Crowder. But you're a strange animal. I got to follow. Oh, I'm in the speedy to All right, we are back in the second hour. Producing with me in studio, as always, is Jared, who is not gay. Follow him at Not Gay Jared. Uh, of course, if you're listening to this live, uh, you know, you, you could just be in the middle of a stupor from St. Patrick's Day. Looks like Sean Hannity has a, an exclusive with Donald Trump in Arizona on Saturday. Well, there's that. So this is breaking. So there you go. There's that. There you go. <laughs> there you go. It's been you... a while. It's been at least a couple of days since I've seen one of them on the TV. So I need to get. I mean, whatever you fix. think about Donald uh, Trump, the guy knows how to play the media pretty easily. Yeah, for you know, it's the whole. There is no such thing as bad press, and I think he knows that, and he kind of plays off this idea that. Yeah, even if he's even if they're screaming at him for being a racist, it's still free advertisement and name yeah, recognition that he's going to gain from it. And so. that, that's the kind of thing that makes me want to support Trump, just because everyone says, "Oh, you're racist," you know, like HuffPo. Well, I know. They call someone if, that so many times. You're like, "All right, okay, you know what? Let's go with that." I always want to walk people down the trail when they say, you know, they're anti Donald Trump. I'm like, "Oh, do you really know why you're anti Donald Trump? Or did you just memorize a few HuffPo lines?" And they start going down these lines of these these HuffPo headlines. I'm like. I really don't you think me Donald to want to Trump. Him now. I don't think Donald Trump is a racist. Now, do I think David Duke is a racist? Yeah. Do I think some people who endorsed yeah. him are racist? Do I think the guy who sucker punched the black at the rally is a racist? Eh, there's a strong chance. By the way, my 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 Asian friend met Duray the other day. Really? Yeah. Did, Did he, he hit on him? He, no, he said the race. I asked him how how bad the gaydar was going off. He said not as bad as the racism. Dar, that's not a very catchy word. We need to come up with something better. But he said, because he's running for mayor, and my my friend works kind of with like, yeah, he's running for mayor of Baltimore, and my friend kind of works with some people that kind of do that. And he's, first of all, my friend, a good friend of mine, he's not very tall. He's an Asian guy, and he said, you don't need to specify. You don't need to kick a guy while he's down. He's Asian. We know he's Asian. He's he's got tough. But so he's Asian. He's like you know five four five five. I'm not sure how tall you are. Matter of fact, but Deray's barely taller than him. One second. If you meet a tall Asian. It requires a follow-up question. Well, this is That's true. how abnormal it is. This is true. Think about it. If you meet a guy who's six foot, who's eight, like really looks Asian, and he's six foot one, you're almost oh, so where where are your parents from? Like Japan, <laughs> okay. And if it's one of like China, you're sitting there in your head. You're only thinking, all right, how can I ask about this without getting in trouble? <laughs> So pituitary tumor. What, what? What's going on here? Gigantis. Gigantism. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. But yeah, you met him the other day, which is pretty funny. So he's really tiny, DeRay. You can fit him in your. You, you can fit him in your back pocket and in your and, black pocket. In your black, in your black pocket. <laughs> I think we should call it a show. We should call it a show. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Fit DeRay in your black pocket. Uh, for those listening terrestrially, you may not be aware, DeRay is a very influential Black Lives Matter activist. This is the problem too with with what we do. You know. Obviously, we're incredibly grateful to everyone here watching live stream on YouTube or the SoundCloud, iTunes, ladderworthcrowder.com. We're also syndicated terrestrially where people are older, and we're grateful. We still, of course, want to be uh, talking to all of you, but there really is a disconnect 
where the older folks are just not aware what's going on with you. They go, DeRay? Listen, DeRay is way more important than Al Sharpton or Jesse Jackson. Oh, right yeah. Now. And yeah. they just have no clue. They don't understand there's a whole new... Uh, a whole new generation of social justice race baiting hacks who've come up online. Mm-hmm. You know, Al Sharpton has been seen as a joke by people of our generation ever since he appeared in Little Nicky. No one takes there's, him seriously. There's only a few people who Beyonce, you know, it's Beyonce, millions and millions of followers on Twitter, and there's only a few people she follows. I think maybe eight. DeRay is one of them. DeRay is and one of them. That's kind of like his, his, you know, part of his claim. Well, of she's fame, the but... Liza Minnelli for black gays. That's true, and they gave a lot of money to 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 Bill Ferguson, right? Felons and such. I just can't imagine Deray not being a fan of Beyonce or King B, as King, the gays call King, her, King Queen B, Queen B, Queen, Queen B. What did I say? King B. That's I said King B. Well, jury's still out. I've seen those pictures without makeup. Hey, speaking of racism. <laughs> We're at that point where everyone who was once declared racist against Barack Obama is now sexist because of Hillary Clinton. I don't know if you heard about this. This week there was a lot of backlash because when Hillary Clinton gave her uh, victory speeches in Ohio and Florida, uh, a few tweets like Howard Kurtz, Joe Scarborough said, Hillary is shouting her speech. She has the floor. A more conversational tone might be better for connecting with folks at home. And uh, Joe Scarborough tweeted, smile, you just had a big night. So women are furious. Feminists, oh yeah, you what what? You, you, we never tell men to smile. You just oh, you're doing your toes to smile. Like you can own us like a woman. No. Here's the thing too. Okay, is it is it a criticism that's only lobbed at women? No. I tell that to you all the time when you're just you know when you're sitting there and you're I'm like what's wrong? If you if if you're happy, you forgot to tell your face. You're very sensitive though. You're very sensitive. I'm pretty man. sensitive, but it is true. Dennis Prager, who's brilliant, talks about how it's your moral obligation to be happy. Um, and it's, he makes a brilliant argument for it. I, I don't think you had to paint that above like your doorway coming in, though. That was I don't think it across the line there. That's well, because I, I need I need a shot in the arm too with that when it happens. It's easy to get to or get shot negative. In the butt. Yeah, shot in the butt. It's easy to get negative when you when you have um, when you live in this kind of a world we live in, right? So it, it's important, and it's not because of your happiness, but because of how it affects everybody around you. Sure. So is this a criticism that's only lobbed at Hillary Clinton? We have this up at Ladder with Credit.com. Along with a Photoshop with some uh, words that we can't say on, on uh, terrestrial radio. No. People say it to men, too. However, is it something that most men would think is more becoming of a woman? Yes. Do men generally like women who are happy? Yes. Is it... For a woman, does it come across as more bitchy for her to be serious and never smiling than a man? Yeah. Yeah, for, because for a man, men are often stern. Men aren't necessarily smiling. Carly Fiorina got a lot of those. She got those, a lot of the same criticisms. Same criticisms early on. Um, but so did uh, so is Rick Santorum. He's gotten that a lot, where he just comes across as grumpy, as curmudgeon-y. Um, That's true. Yeah. People, a lot of people got it. <laughs> Rand Paul. <laughs> Rand Paul. Same thing with Rand Paul. Same thing with Bernie. It's gone around, but the truth is, listen. If you have a man, let's say a woman out there, and your husband says, like, hey, hey, why don't you smile? How about a smile, pussycat? That's not him being sexist. It doesn't mean he doesn't like you. He's trying to help you. For example, do men ever tell women, tuck in your shirt? No. How often has a wife said that to her husband? How often has a girlfriend said that? Why? Because when a man looks slobby, doesn't tuck in his shirt. I'm using it as an example. There could be something else. Tie your shoes. I don't know. It is less attractive on a man in particular men like women who are happy as a general rule that's not sexist so if i like something and i'm saying hey why don't you do this i think you know it would make you more attractive 
that's not someone who hates you. That's someone who wants you to do better. That's someone who's trying to improve you. And I think a big part of this, too, feminism is intertwined with the self-esteem generation. And this is something where my wife and I have gotten into arguments about this. Uh, early on, not so much, but there's still this tendency in women is that, why can't you just love me the way I am? Listen, if someone wants to change certain things about you, it doesn't mean they don't love you. It means they love you more. It means there are things they want to improve. It doesn't mean they don't love you for who you are, but there are going to be things they don't like. For some reason, women get upset when you do it with them, but it doesn't count when they tell you they don't like it when you leave your nose hairs in the sink. But if you say, hey, you know what, maybe you should smile a little more, it's sexist. Now, that being said, I have no problem with uh, uh, sexist attacks towards Hillary. I think they're funny, and I think they should be done early and often, and will do them. But it was not sexist for someone to tell her to smile. Tweet me at Scratter. Do you think it's sexist to tell a woman, hey, you're coming across as off-putting, you're com coming across as shrill? Tweet me and let me know. I don't know. Do you, have you ever run into that with uh, with uh, anyone you know? Like, yeah, yeah. And I think I think what's funny about when you go back to like the the relationship thing is looking at different relationships in your life and realizing which ones define like love as, hey, if you love me, you'll accept me, accept me for exactly who I am, and don't right. ask another thing of me. And then there's some. I'm much more the guy who said, hey. How can it be better for you? What can I do to change? And that's kind of more of a sign of love to me is, a, you know, is the improvement thing. I don't know if it's a guy and girl thing or not. It's well, kind I, of a I know they always get tendency. mad if there's a criticism exclusive to women. Feminists say that's not fair. But there are plenty of criticisms exclusive yeah. to men. Now, that being said, this isn't one of those. Right? Hey, you're coming across as yelling shrill. It would help to smile. This is, has been lobbed toward men. But there are criticisms that probably only apply to women that don't apply to men a whole well, lot. Well, sure. But that doesn't mean it's sexist. It just means it only applies in one situation. Recognizing, just like recognizing the difference between white and black people is not racist, right? David Duke is a racist. Someone who hates black people because thinks of the melanin. Thinks less of thinks that person less of because them. of right. X or Y factor. And I know you'll get people here going, you're a conservative. Why don't you acknowledge that black people are less intelligent? Blah, blah, blah. All that stuff. We get these people every now and then who come on. Listen, I'm just not your guy. Now, that being said, even if that were true, that's still not an argument. Because you know what? I don't think less of the special needs people who I work with. I don't think of them as less valuable as human beings. You've always treated me pretty well. I've treated you pretty well. I mean, you've treated Courtney treats us both very well. This is true. So very tolerant. Just because. So not only can you recognize differences, but you can recognize that some races of people might be inferior in certain aspects of humanity. For example, white people are slower than black people. Every single world record in speed ever is a black person. I don't know why, but they've done it. That's not racist. In the same breath, you can say, well, Asians tend to do higher on IQ tests than black and white people. I knew someone who genuinely, genuinely grew up thinking black people had an extra muscle in their leg than well, white people. That's A lot of people think that. They think there's something different in the way their tibia connects. Uh, so so the point is... It has proven to me. <laughs> it's true. Absence of evidence is not evidence of absence. That Do we have... A, is Lauren coming on after this? We have one more, more segment. More segment. All right. So it's important, same thing if you're going to talk about establishment. These umbrella terms we use a lot. I think that's what we should do for the next few shows. Let's define these terms that are thrown around. Racism, sexism, establishment, mass shooting. We'll talk about that after the break. If it's not legally defined, it's easy to manipulate. And that's where the left lives. We're going to break. Lotto with Crowder. Stay tuned.
it's time for your Dating Advice Minute with Bill Cosby. Now this letter comes to me from Mr. J. Not disclosed first name, Kasik from Ohio in the United States. He says, Mr. Cosby, I have a problem with my lady who doesn't want to do ribbon about with me because I do have a hemorrhoid problem where she finds to be off putting a hemorrhoid. Okay, Mr. Kasich, I understand where you're coming from. There was a time, you see, when Mr. Cosby himself once battled with the eighth demon. And it is a battle that I tell you can't be won, but it is not without casualties, especially in the bourgeois. So what you need to do is sit down with your wife and have a talk about your personal problems. And when you're having a talk with a woman, you're going to offer her some coffee, but in the coffee is going to be some drugs. That's very important that you put some drugs in the coffee. After about 15 minutes, she's not going to have a problem with the hemorrhoid, and you'll be doing the hip-hop below the bop. This has been your Dating Advice Minute with Bill Cosby. Oh, hey, Lyle. Didn't see you there. What are you doing? Oh, I'm just relaxing and enjoying my 1978 Bordeaux, a fine beverage, after a fine game of racquetball at the Wimbledon. There's no more quality establishment than the Wimbledon, you know. That sounds fun. I don't really know a whole lot about wine. That's why I go to simplifiedwine.com. Or I just call their number. What's that number, Jared? 844-297-WINE. Oh, where'd he come from? His voice aggravates me. I have him chained to a caravan. For simpletons like me who don't know a whole lot about wine, just what I like, it makes it easy. I either get the call, go to the website, talk with a sommelier, list what I like, what I don't like, my budget, and can have it shipped directly to my door or gift-wrapped and sent to a friend. It doesn't get any simpler than that. Simplified wine, you say? I prefer more of a barrier to entry. <laughs> I know you do, Lyle, but you're an elitist bastard. That's why for simpletons like me, I prefer simplifiedwine.com or just calling 844-297-WINE. back not gay jared thinks i was close your curtain behind you it's bothering me it's all open and it looks like it looks like looks like hell so we were talking i just got a direct message which is rare during the live show of someone who really liked what we were talking about it wasn't quite clear in the last segment they wanted that as a video clip um you know i was talking with my with my dad about this because we were talking about racism sexism you know it's people just throw it out there nowadays you know who must be the most racist sexist people on the planet are Ping- scientists, oh, okay. I was doctor? Say, what were we gonna say? I'll say penguins. Uh, just they come to mind as little prejudice. They're a little uppity. They are a little bit, and it, then they try to disguise. They try to play it off because they're they're black and white. Well, I was gonna so, say more so because like they it, they're always black tie formal. 
Yeah. It doesn't matter where they go. That's the thing. You know, it's just like, just every now and then we want to see you put your guard down, penguins. You don't need to wear the tuxedo. Just relax by the couch. Sit on an egg for a few weeks. You don't need the, you don't need the tuxedo. What happened was they wore it once. People opened the doors for them. Let them in the bank. They felt not judged for once, and then just couldn't. They just, they just, they ran with it. I really do. Have you ever smelled a penguin exhibit? Offstone penguins. <laughs> <laughs> you have this look like, oh, get serious now. <laughs> <They> just, no, <laughs> have, you, have you ever smelled a penguin exhibit? I have not. It is particularly bad. I don't know if it's an oil, you know, that makes them waterproof. Uh, the coating. But penguins are really, really smelly. Abnormally so. Even in the bird kingdom. They're like, they're like the John Kasich of, of birds. There we go. They're Ripped like right the John around. Kasich of flightless birds. Even among flightless birds. Like, uh, as useless as it gets. They're also jerks. You know, I have that stand-up bit. I don't usually talk about this on here, but you've seen it. Where we're talking about all the cute animals and penguins, how they shove <laughs> the nearest penguin off the iceberg to check for seals. Which is really awkward for that penguin if there's a seal, but even more worse, even worse if there <laughs> it isn't. Not. It comes back. It's super awkward. It does. You know, we'll talk. If you come to the show in in DC next week, at American University, you'll be able to hear the bits. We go through sea otters, penguins, dolphins. Funny enough, in the stand up, a lot of science in my stand up. Because there was. I remember that when I when I saw you live for the first time a few weeks ago, I, I walked right. away. Incredibly educated. Incredibly educated. Appreciate that. People learn a lot about dolphins and omega fatty acids and gluten. Gluten. And and, uh, veganism. Veganism, vegetarianism. So, um, okay, so we're talking about this. It's important to learn these terms that are defined. Racism, sexism is an umbrella term. Establishment is an umbrella term that's thrown around a lot today. Um, People say that about Marco Rubio. Violence is another one. that Gun violence. Gun violence. Violence Violence is another one that just kind of... The people is anything they want to or don't want to, especially Christian social justice warriors. I will right. throw that out there. Yeah, violence I've talked about. Violence is not inherently immoral. It's not. Violence can be used to rape someone or violence can be used to stop a rape. Just like money. Money is not immoral. We had a pastor one time get up. I remember when I was in Greenfield Park, Quebec, and he just he just berated rich people, talked about how bad they were. You know, for some, I, I don't like the prosperity preaching thing in the in the Christian set, but I also don't like this whole nobility and poverty. That doesn't help anybody either, you know. And he talked about how bad rich people were, and I think a millionaire only wants another million. And then passed the hat afterward to do missions work, and I made it a point to tell him why I wasn't giving him any money. I went out of my way to say, <laughs> you know, I worked really hard for it, mm-hmm. which makes me a bad person. And he even, I remember, on the podium, what do you call it? Stage podium? What do you pulpit? I guess pulpit. Pulpit probably misquoted the verse saying money is the root of all evil that's not the verse it's money is a root of all kinds of evil meaning money and, is and a potential one of many different roots if you back up and to it's the beginning the, the love, love of, of money. money that's right the love of money which basically goes back to idolatry so it's it's just it's one of those things you can use you can take a million dollars and you can put it out use it to put a hit on somebody or you can take a million dollars and you can give it to charity, or you can, uh, you know, help some people in need. Or, or you can take that million dollars and put it a hit out on somebody who needs it. I would never, I would never imply, never ever imply like John Kasich. I'm talking about someone like Coney, you know, the warlords. So that's a good point. We released a video this week, and it's it's picking up steam a lot. Vox released an anti-firearm, anti-Second Amendment video, and it went viral. Again, a lot of conservatives listening to Resterly probably haven't seen it, but young people have. It had a lot of plays. Well, up to half a million or something like that? It was close to that, I think. Pretty high. And 
I don't use the term propaganda lightly, okay? It's important for conservatives to understand this. Don't call someone you disagree with a liar. Generally, give someone the benefit of the doubt. Because when you encounter a real liar like a Hillary Clinton, it, 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 um, it bolsters your argument. If they just go, well, that's just, that's just Donald Trump. He calls everyone a liar. He called Ted Cruz a liar. He call, you know, he's going to call Hillary Clinton a liar. You know what I mean? Donald Trump has called everyone a liar, so him calling Hillary Clinton a liar isn't going to be that helpful. If you call everyone a liar, it really does water down your argument. A lot of the time, people are just wrong. Like your friends, your social justice friends, they've mm -hmm. been misled. You have to allow for that. Uh, it's one thing to get something wrong. It's one thing to proactively know the truth and ignore it. That's a lie. Vox did that. They pushed propaganda. They deliberately misled by, in this video, and we rebutted it, they included statistics that were overall gun uh, deaths in the United States, and then they did per capita. And then they talked about gun ownership, but then they never showed per capita gun, owner, uh, uh, gun ownership across countries and their correlation with gun crime. Um, the United States, bottom line, the United States does not have a gun problem with law-abiding citizens. We are not the top country in the world with gun-related homicides. 80% of our gun-related homicides are, are drug-related in some form or another. And with the increase in purchasing of guns uh, that we've seen over the last decades, uh, there have been a, there's been a significant decrease in overall violent crime. So, Mass shootings is a term that leftists hide behind. Well, they don't really like to define it. Vox used several different definitions of mass shootings within their same video. But violent crime or gun-related homicide is a legal term. The FBI needs to have those statistics. So anytime you see somebody using terms like establishment or mass shooting or racism or sexism, anytime you notice a pattern of somebody using terms that are difficult to define or can be subjectively defined depending on their motive or depending on that situation, immediately you need to question it. And we'll have to talk more about this afterward, but I wanted to get to the establishment because John Boehner referred to Ted Cruz as Lucifer this week and um, wants to trot out Paul Ryan. Oh my gosh. I don't think Paul Ryan's a bad guy, but my gosh. Talk about a wimp. Um, we'll talk more about that. We have Lauren Southern coming up after the break to talk about her run-in with angry feminists and the assault. Ladder with Crutter. Stay tuned. Jesse, former governor of Minnesota, Ventura here, the bot. Going back to my original thought from earlier in the program, there's also rumors that the GOP establishment hacks might try and try out none other than Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney's a hack who never served his country in an underwater demolitions unit like Jesse the Bot, and he has been an integral part of the government putting fluoride in your tap. Know the facts. Hey, if you're listening to or watching this podcast, there's a strong chance that you are not yet following me on Twitter at S Crowder. 
where I'm tweeting all day long. I'm ticking off the social justice warriors. You should see the amount of hate I get on there. Far, far, far worse than any fat sports illustrated model or Black Lives Matter charlatan. So listen, it's free. You get to be entertained and you can chime in. Also, if you're following me on Twitter, you can send me your tweets and maybe you'll be lucky enough. And I mean lucky enough because I have a lot of followers, okay, that they call me the follower machine to have your tweet to me or not gay Jared included in our rockinest tweet of the week. So follow me on Twitter at S Crowder. If not, I don't want to say I have sights on your mother, but oh, she's dead. You're just saying that because I made a mom joke. No, she's really dead. Well, you kind of walked into it. So glad to be back uh, with our next guest. So she has been on the program before, but she was actually the news story herself, as opposed to reporting the news this time. You can uh, watch her on Rebel Media, of course, in Canada, or follow her if you are stateside at Lauren underscore Southern. Lauren Southern, thank you for being with us. Hi, Stephen. Thanks for having me. Oh, geez, look, you're it's you're actually it's not nearly as early as last time. It looks like there's light. <laughs> Yes, there is. It's nice and light outside here. <laughs> okay, so we have a bunch to get into here, but um, we were supposed to have you on. And sorry that we had to bump you, by the way. I think we explained oh, it no. was just a, a rough couple of weeks. But um, you had a little bit of a run-in yourself, so I want to know if there's something developing here. But for people who don't know, you went to a feminist rally, as you always do. You're very polite, much more polite than I am. And there was a little bit of a, of a kerfuffle. There was a, there was a, a, a dust-up, a hootenanny that happened. Explain to the audience. This one actually wasn't a feminist rally. This was supposedly an anti-fascist rally. There was supposed to be a speaker in Canada. And I don't know if he's a fascist or not. I was just curious to see what he had to say. He's running for the Libertarian Party in the States. Augustus, Sol Invictus, very controversial guy. And he was actually blocked from coming into the country. And his whole event was canceled because anti-fascists supposedly decided to shut down his free speech, shut down the forum, everything, uh, because they are so against fascism, right? One second. <laughs> Is this, so the anti-fascist protesters, these were people banning the guy from speaking? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I know. It's, it's very interesting. And they had posted on their Facebook page that if he did end up getting into the country to speak, they were going to be throwing feces at him. They were going to attack him. One of the comments on the page actually said, the left needs to be stop being afraid of using violence against opinions they don't like. I don't and think the left has ever been afraid of using violence against opinions <laughs> they don't like. Like That didn't even require an announcement. It's just stating a, 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 a factual uh, reality. Right. So a lot of the people who were going to be going to the speech, there were just a lot of libertarians in the area, including myself. And we decided to go for drinks that evening. And the anti-fascist protesters still showed up to just our drink night in the area where the speech was supposed to be dressed fully in balclavas with cameras. They're all covering their faces in all black. If I were standing across the street, uh, I would have thought they were supposedly the fascists. Sure. <laughs> right. Right. And we got into a bit of a discussion with them. We're like, you guys are calling yourselves anti-fascists and you're shutting down people's forum to free speech. How does that add up? Like, we're all very pro-speech people. Why not go challenge this guy's ideas if you don't agree with him? Why not right. uh, like actually have a discussion? 
And I saw a few of the girls there. I was just there to record. I had a friend there who uh, does some recording for me every once in a while. So I was just recording the conversation at first. But then I saw one of the girls who was at the slut walk who had published a ton of slander about me online. She had sent a letter to um, my boss. She had sent a letter to leaders of the Libertarian Party. Wait, to what's her friends name? And family of mine. Oh, something. Natasha Cadio, I believe. I don't know That's how to pronounce that. That's just not Gay Jared's French. pseudonym. That's just his online pseudonym. He's just uh. messing with you. Oh, you fell for it. Oh. Gotcha. Uh, troll. fat suit you got there. Troll level alpha. Okay. Oh, is she big? Well, that's true. She's a lot bigger than that, Gay Jared. They outweigh. He would not do well in a feminist MMA tournament. He couldn't make the weight. He'd be too light. Okay. So this girl has been harassing you for a long time. I want to get to the... But yeah, oh, okay, we got sorry. into a discussion. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't like to play victim and say I'm harassed. I don't mean harass. Okay, right? she's been a horrible witch with a capital B to you. Is that okay? Can I say that? that that's fair. That's You're not fair. a victim. She's just rude and she should smile more because I'm a sexist. So this girl is there and bring us to, I guess, the, 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 the sort of climax right. here for people who don't know because it's a good one. So we, we got into a discussion on gender politics and one of the girls said for something, we need to be feminists for all the genders. And I'm like, oh, so men and women, right? <laughs> and so two genders. And that just, it, they snapped. They were like, what are you talking about? That is so transphobic. How can you say that? I don't, I don't understand how it's transphobic, considering I don't know if trans people want to be their own separate third gender or want to be male or female. It was all very confusing for me. But Well, you have lots just, of trans friends. You're the one who introduced us to uh, Theron Meyer, who we had on the show. And you're far more progressive on that front. So the last person I'd peg as transphobic is, is you, simply for saying male and female. Right, well, that's what I accidentally did. I was like, my trans friends wouldn't consider me transphobic. And they're like, that's like saying you have a black friend, so you're not a racist. But it's a perfectly legitimate <laughs> argument. If you have like a bunch of, if you have a bunch of black friends, if you hang out, and I wouldn't even be surprised if Theron was there that night for drinks, if you're there with one of your best friends who's a transsexual, transgender, that means you probably don't hate them. Just because they say that, it doesn't make it a less valid argument. Well, no, you're obviously hanging out with all your black and trans friends on leashes. Just <laughs> right. Well, I wouldn't in the trans community. That's just Tuesday. This is true. This is true. If okay. they want it, then it's all right. Yes. But anyways, I'm just I'm like, how is this controversial saying there are only two genders? And I just feel something pour over me and screaming around me. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Did someone just pour something on me? And I'm drenched. And the guy beside me says, you smell like you reek of piss, Lauren. <laughs> and the feminists around me start laughing and pointing at me and saying, go to hell. I hope that washed the scum off you. And I'm just like, I, I start laughing. Well, urine is sterile. So they have it. They're not wrong. It can be cleansing. <laughs> okay. Do you, okay, so, do you think it was actually urine? Because I know someone said that. But do you believe it was? Did you smell it? What, 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 uh. Do you have any kind of proof or is it just a hunch? I, like I said, I've said it online. I don't expect anyone to believe a single thing I say unless I have 100% substantial evidence. What I do have is the people that were beside me that were the witnesses that said they're almost 100% positive. It's urine. Um, and I actually am talking to someone from a testing lab right now on Facebook who we've kept <laughs> my cameraman's clothes in a bag for uh, it's been like oh, two weeks now i don't know if it'll still be able to be tested but he's kept it like monica Lewinsky's blue dress and we're gonna see if we can get it tested until then i have no problem with people just saying it was pop can you do that because i'm not someone 
I don't, the, the girl I'm talking to said you can. So we will try our best to get 100% evidence, but I don't expect anyone to believe me until I actually. If there were ever any that. burden of, if there were, you ever needed any more evidence as to the unrealistic standard of burden of proof with conservatives. Lauren Southern, ladies and gentlemen, she has her urine-soaked clothing in a bag, which she will take to the lab, whereas feminists just yell rape on Colum at Columbia campus, and it's written up, or Virginia, uh, what was it, University of West Virginia was Rolling Stone? I think so. Columbia got New oh, York Times. Gosh. That's all they need. She needs well, to have Morgan Freeman from The Dark Knight and a secret underground lab to prove that someone peed on her. The Sorry. best thing is that there's somebody, some woman, some hag of a feminist somewhere right now watching this going... I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> They're on to us, oh. Carl! <laughs> Sorry, what was that, Lauren? You know, that is the really funny thing about this all. That's probably my favorite part, is the reaction online on Twitter from left-wing media in Canada was all of them saying, well, she was probably lying because she she probably paid, Ezra Levant probably paid someone to go and dump urine on her head. They're all saying <laughs> that I've created this false playground. And it's just hilarious because suddenly, hashtag believe women does not apply to me. It's some false flag that I paid someone to pour urine on me and I'm lying about it. And you, I told them all, I'm like, you know what? I wish you had this level of skepticism when dealing with other cases of females telling stories. This is great. Now we know you have the capability of being skeptical and questioning women's stories. Now apply it across the board. Yes, that is good. You were really coming into your own. You know, the first time you were on, you were, she was a little bit more shy and you seem like you're you're more fluid now. Uh, do you feel like you're getting more comfortable with the media thing? Because you're, you're really young. I mean, you're still in school. Do you feel like you've... You've grown leaps and bounds. Did you think the urine was like the elixir? <laughs> oh, thank you, Stephen. Um, yeah, no, I'd say I'm a little more comfortable with it. Yeah, I'm only 20. A lot of people think I'm like 30. It's insane. But It's the uh, makeup. It's hard to guess with women. With men, the age shows. With women, it's just hard. <laughs> I'm just cheating, guess. Yeah, I, no, it's, 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 it's a tough guess. Sorry, go ahead. It's good, though, because um, when people think you're a little older, they give you a little more respect to your opinions. I right. think it should be... Uh, the substance of the argument, but unfortunately, people do make that judgment based on age as well. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, when I signed, I was, you know, that Fox, I was 21. Um, when I did the Just for Laughs, we were just talking about that with Mike Ward, I was 18, but no, nobody ever found out until afterward. Remember, like, the little gray that I have here? I've had this since 21. So when I was 21, people assumed I was, you know, 28, and I'm 28, people assume typically somewhere around there. So, um, yeah, the one thing I don't like is when young people use it as a gimmick. And that was one thing I never wanted to do because I had to introduce little conservatives at CPAC who were 14. And I remember talking with the organizers saying, this is only going to end badly. <laughs> and, oh, and most right. of them did. <laughs> All of them did. Every single one of them did. But Lauren's, I didn't know she was, did you know she was 20? I thought she was like 22, 23. Oh, okay. So there you go, Lauren. Yeah, you could drink in my, in my opinion of you. She can drink. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, in Canada, she can anyway. It's okay. true. So, so you're in, so <laughs> Is there any sorry any ramifications at all? Are you you're not going to press charges? You're just gonna No, the police did contact me because the small Asian girl that was with me there We went out for drinks earlier. She's a candidate for the Libertarian Party uh, She pressed or she put in a police report just to make sure that it was there and they contacted me to press charges I told them I wasn't really interested in going forward because it would be a one to two year court case Just because of how backed up the system is sure. and that system's probably backed up from feminists filing assault charges for the <laughs> tweets they get so I'm not about to uh, Slow down that system even more 
for something that I just had to take a shower for. I can ignore tweets. I can take showers when people throw piss on me. It is not that big of a deal. I'm not about to play professional victim. And I'm getting very tired of this culture where people w run and whine to the police when they are uh, bumped in a crowd or have a drink spilt on them. I don't want to be that person. Even though this was maliciously done, I honestly just don't care that much. That's true. I understand if someone says, I mean, well, the difference, obviously, when I was repeatedly punched in the face. <laughs> that's a little bit more extreme. Oh, yeah, this is at the Union Rally in Detroit. That's where I, that's where in Lansing, sorry, this happened a while ago. And that's where I get, I get a little bit peeved when people go, violence at school. Or, I mean, well, you know, I mean, even even Milo, God bless yeah. him, sometimes can be dramatic with that when they're just yelling out, they hate you. I'm like, well, that's not really assault. Um, you know, someone who is who was like viciously assaulted. Um, and I didn't even want to file a report. And it depends on the, the prosecuting attorney. It's it's a really corrupt legal system. It, yeah. Like you said, some people um, really can bog it down. They probably saw your name and said, ah, it's another feminist. Put it in the pile with the others. So <laughs> um, <laughs> we want to continue on that train of thought. Can we keep you for one more segment? Yeah, definitely. Lauren Southern. No, wait. Oh, you were saying two minutes. Two minutes, two minutes. I thought he was saying 20 seconds. Jared oh, doesn't have consistent signaling. Um, this is true. Okay, so you were saying that, <laughs> and I want to get into that because I, I noticed you tweeted a lot about the Breitbart controversy. Shut up, Jared. With yes. Michelle Fields. <laughs> now, I understand where you're coming from. She wasn't hurt. However, there is, however, there was Lewandowski lied and said she wasn't there. He never met her. She's a drama queen. And uh, Tedis wasn't there. And, of course, they were there, and he was talking to them. So there, there, there are lies there. And... Um, you don't put your hands on a journalist for asking an unfavorable question. Is it a violent assault? No, I think there's exaggeration. But where do you line up on that? Can you see both of those sides? Well, the issue, I don't think it was an assault at all. I've had the exact same thing happen to me while asking questions to popular figures being pushed out of the way. I've had worse things happen to my cameramen who have gotten bumped in things while they were filming things with other journalists around. And that's right. just the life of a journalist, right? But with this one specifically, both sides obviously bugged me. The biggest thing that bugged me is when it comes to pressing charges over it. The charges are being pressed because she says she didn't get an apology. If your judgment of well, what there is aren't charges. or not... There aren't charges or, or being is she not, Okay, well... A criminal complaint. Say, criminal complaint. If your judgment of what is criminal or not is based on whether you get an apology or not, it isn't that serious. Well, I don't it's think... Not. in her def And I don't know Michelle Fields. I know Ben, obviously, and he's a friend and... and, and yeah. um, Obviously, anyway, there's a lot of inside baseball that I try and avoid on the program. Um, well, you know, we have to go to break. Let's talk about it when we come back because I think there's a lot to dive into there, and I think you're right about most of it. Uh, oh, you're giving. See, now you're changing the signals. Louder with Crowder. We'll be back with Lauren Southern. Stay tuned. I'm Perry Matheson. We take you now to a Republican Party currently underway. <sighs> it's nice just to relax yeah, out I know, here. the cold air really contrasts with the water now. Yeah, it's just too much in there for me. Oh, hey, there you guys are. You're up. 
Oh, a hot tub. I didn't know we had one of those here. I would have brought my trunks. I tell you, there's nothing better than a good soak. Yeah, that's right, John. Though my doctor advises against it, you know, on account of the hemorrhoids. Oh, dear God. But it looks like it's just us boys, so I think brief should work fine. Let me hop on in there. No, you don't have you to. Don't, you don't you have really, to. Yeah, you really don't have to do And, that. you know, it may seem counterintuitive, but the hot water really helps my IBS. We'll keep you updated as the Republican Party progresses after this. Okay, business time. Really simple. Some of you don't know where to find me. Louderwithcrowder.com. Half a dozen to ten articles every single day. Twitter. Follow me at S. Crowder. Louder with Crowder podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or any other podcatching device. YouTube.com slash Stephen Crowder. Or you can type in Stephen Crowder on Facebook and be one of the million plus fans or join the mailing list. There are so many ways for you to stay connected. You have no excuse. You have no excuse, just like you have no excuse for those roles that are just cascading over your belt buckle. You should be ashamed. Unless you're a lady, then you deserve a me- Get her a medal. When it's time to party, we will party hard. All right, we are back, of course, with none other than Lauren Southern. Watch her on Rebel Media if you are in Canada, on the internets, or follow her on Twitter, at Lauren underscore Southern. Glad to have you back. Okay, we got some tweets during the break, Lauren. Someone said, one of the biggest fans of the show, of course, uh, Jimmy Chewbacca said, please tell us Lauren isn't a Trumpy, which I know we talked about last time. Um, So I know you're libertarian, but you also enjoy the alt-right. So that's got to be conflicting for you. The the issue here is I'm I haven't commented much on Trump over the past uh, about a month ago I didn't really comment on Trump much but over the past month I just have these people on my feed that are so vitriolic towards him will literally block you if you say anything remotely positive or in defense of him and I'm finding myself being oh, forced that's a total to defend opposite. him that's a total opposite I'm sorry <laughs> all I get is like you know the you know the cuck thing and you, you we've talked about that. I mean right. well, but I, I, I understand too. where you're coming from too from the left. It, the, the, the rally thing makes me have to defend him. But you also have to acknowledge that if you're going to get mad at Michelle Fields, you know, Trump mm-hmm. threatening to sue Ted Cruz unless he apologizes for using Trump's quotes, you would have to say that's also problematic, right? Problematic. I hate that word. Yeah, of course. Okay, dick are- move. <laughs> Illegal. I mean, it. It's very hard for me. Obviously, I would want someone who is more libertarian. Obviously, I would want No, but, but you would say that's a problem but, specifically, right? Threatening to sue Ted Cruz if he doesn't apologize for running an ad of Trump's quotes side by side. Yeah, yeah, that's petty. It's very petty. Right. And there are very petty things going back and forth in this entire election. However, I don't, I can't say I hate Trump. I don't hate him. I think he's no. really shifted the Overton window of the discussion in political campaigns. Yeah. And I enjoy that. I think that's something that needed to happen. And if he is the nominee for the Republicans, I don't think I will pull a hashtag never Trump. I think I would probably back him if he was chosen as the nominee. Yeah, well, I think for the vitriolic hatred, I've never done the never Trump thing. I think the vitriolic hatred, though, that you're experiencing, you know, multiply that by 10, and that's people who who don't openly support Trump who are conservatives. I mean, my issue is, you know, when I get emails from people saying, um, 
that if you don't get in line for Trump, you know, people like you need to be purged from conservative media. You know, that's where I go, eh, now I have to. Now I have to be truthful about everything. I mean, you've heard this show. We've, we've insulted literally everybody on the program, um, including Ted Cruz like for a long time. You know, it's I, I do see where a lot of the people who are I, I see where you're coming from when it comes to the whole you're getting conservative all the time. Yesterday, I got at least 100 tweets of people call from people with the Trump hat profiles calling me a filthy Jew. I'm not even Jewish. I get that all the time, too. Yeah. <laughs> must be horrible and for I, Shapiro because he's actually Jewish. He's got a thick skin, but it still must irk him a little bit. See, I don't know what to do. It's the strangest thing because it feels like I'm a white person walking down the street being called the N-word and I'm kind of like, should I be offended? Should I? No, no, <laughs> like, the general is never be offended. This? Never be offended. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's the thing. I, I like that about Trump too with the rally. So back to the Michelle Fields thing. Um, I understand where you're coming from. And that's why I use the, the Trump comparison. She didn't threaten to sue unless he apologizes. Um, she didn't press, crim file char uh, char didn't press charges, filed a criminal complaint. Okay, so she criminal. said her reasoning. And this is, again, why truth matters to me. Because, like, Kasich, we just ragged on him all, all show. I can't stand him. But the idea that George Soros gave him half a million dollars is not true. Someone who worked for a George Soros, uh, you know, financial fund, who's a longtime Republican donor, gave 200000 to John Kasich's PAC. Okay? I don't like John Kasich. I don't want to defend him. But that's truth. That still matters. Michelle Fields said she felt the need to, to file a criminal complaint because she was thrown under the bus by her employers and they ran the lie that she was never even at the event or misidentified him. So she well, said she true. felt she was pressed. That's her employers, not Lewandowski. And I can understand why. I, this is one thing I can't no, understand. No, but she said she had to why. do it because if her employers are going to run something that's verifiably oh, okay. false, she felt the need to go on record saying this is what happened and I, I can prove it. So that was her argument. And I think that's we'll, what Ben lined we'll up. See, we'll see what comes from that. But I don't think that Lewandowski was malicious when he did that. I think he was moving right out of the way. I don't think that someone would genuinely think to themselves, hey, I'm Trump's campaign manager. You know what would be a great idea? Grabbing the arm of a journalist who's probably going to write a hit piece on me after this and bruising it. I don't think he thought that at all. I don't think if he could go back and uh, not even go near her, right. I think he would have done that. I also understand well, yeah. why the Trump campaign didn't apologize, because if they apologized, they would have been admitting to nearly pulling her to the ground, which from the video, the only video we have that really shows what happened, that was not the case at all. She was not nearly pulled to the ground, which has been repeated on Fox News by Shapiro, right. which has been stated by Michelle herself in her Breitbart article. So the exaggeration well, she on said both he yanked sides, her really. Yeah, there's exaggeration. And like I said, as yeah. someone who has been punched in the face repeatedly on camera, um, that always bothers me. But I do think that it is, I mean, if people want to get mad at, at Barack Obama for not allowing Fox News, Donald Trump is absolutely the single most authoritarian candidate in modern history when it comes to journalism. He just bans them, doesn't give you the right to be there, and um, they retracted it. But I tend to believe the initial story um, when they said, you know, if we'd have known it was a Breitbart reporter, we wouldn't have done that. What is wrong is to, in any instance, you see everyone was asking him, her, the president, uh, presidential candidate, questions to grab her and single her out because it was an uncomfortable question. That is something that in the United States, you know, same reason we have the First Amendment on free speech, freedom of the press is just as important. And, and that that is an issue. And then when someone lies about it, I have a problem with it. I do agree with you. She probably wasn't hurt and wasn't anywhere near thrown to the ground. But um, that's not okay. Yeah. I'd have to, I, I don't know if, if it was specifically because it was an uncomfortable question. If that was the case, obviously I'd like to hear Trump's opinions on all questions. I'd like him to answer those. Right. Um, however, yeah, the exaggeration, it was a non-story until 
you had the audio tape and the exaggerations released. If it were just that small video clip that was released, no one would have cared. If it were not Lewandowski that did that, and if it were a Secret Service agent, no one would have cared. It was because it was a public figure. And I'm finding a lot of the people that really, really hate Trump are just jumping on this and saying it was an assault. It's I think you've made a lot of assumptions there. Want... I think you've made a lot of assumptions there. To, to be okay. fair, Ben Shapiro has supported Trump for a long time on a lot of issues and now doesn't, and he had a problem with that. Ben Shapiro oh, no, is a, a Harvard Law grad. I listen to him a lot. Yeah. I to, I'm not just talking about Shapiro at all. Right. I listen to Shapiro all the time. I don't think he's right on this issue. I don't but I'm like, saying people well, like him. They wouldn't not care like, if it were someone else. If Barack Obama's people did that because someone asked Barack Obama about Bill Ayers, I think they'd have a problem with it. I, I don't know, but I agree with you. There's exaggeration all around, and this campaign is a circus. Um, here, Oh, gosh, we have to go to break. Lauren Southern, uh, we'll bring you back soon and talk more about urine sure. when you get the, the lab Thanks analysis. Now. We'll be back. Now, Dr. Ben Carson contemplates endorsing Donald Trump. Of course, there's also the matter, Mr. Trump, that you've been somewhat divisive in your language, and I understand that as a political tactic, but as Christians, we are called to be good to one another and to uplift each other, and I need to believe that you will do that as president of this great country that I so love. What? Who's been more uniting than me, okay? Everyone is going to be so united, okay? I don't talk bad about anybody, okay? Every, I make friends with everybody, okay? Everyone, they call me the uh, friend-making machine. You did call Megan Kelly a bimbo and Ted Cruz a liar and me a pedophile. Okay, listen, Megan Kelly is a bimbo. Ted Cruz is a liar. The pedophile thing, listen, okay? It's politics, okay? I don't know what you do. Listen, are you having sex with little kids? I don't think so. I don't know, okay? Nobody can know. All right, so it's not wrong. I'm not going to apologize for not being wrong. Huh? I suppose you have a point. This has been Dr. Ben Carson Contemplates Endorsing Donald Trump. Hey, you're probably hearing this podcast either through iTunes or SoundCloud, something like that. Or maybe you've heard it on the syndicated radio show across the country. But you may not know that this show is actually live streamed, video live streamed every Thursday night, 8 o'clock Eastern. Thursday, 8 o'clock Eastern at loudowithcrowder.com or youtube.com slash Stephen Crowder. You can actually watch the live stream, see the guests. See all of these little infographics going on there. We have some exclusive commercials. You get to see the Hopper Cam. People like the Hopper Cam. Uh, and additional firings of Not Gay Jared. So, again, it's free. If you want to see what you're hearing, go watch the live stream. Thursdays, 8 p.m. Eastern. LottoWorthCrowder.com. You're getting louder with Crowder. But you're a strange animal. I got to follow. Oh, I'm in the speedy to sound. All right, we're back in the third hour. Coming up uh, after, at the bottom of the hour, we have Courtney, Courtney Kirchhoff, Courtney Scoffs on Twitter for people to follow and um, read her article about why, dear Bernie Sanders voters, you are not men. 
Amen. Pretty incendiary. Of course, producing with me in Amen. studio, as always, is not gay. Jared, you can follow him on Twitter. <laughs> he is not gay. I fulfilled all my legal obligations. Draw your own conclusions. So we've been talking about defining words a lot this week. And Lauren was on. And I actually I think Lauren is pretty balanced in her approach on the, on the Trump side, which I appreciate. I think we try to be, too. I mean, if people go back before the Trump surge, we got so much crap for being critical of Ted Cruz, where we were saying, because at that point, we didn't think he was the best guy to win a general, right? Even at this point, he's not the best guy to win a general. Um, the numbers we have say he would probably be better than Trump, but I fully acknowledge he's not the best guy out there to win a general election. Mm-mm. I think we had some other choices who could have done better. And people got so mad at us for saying that. People get so mad when it's finally their candidate. Um, who had the? I would, who would you say had the best sense of? Probably Ted Cruz. People had have a better sense of humor. Then, I'm trying to think. People got Rubio. People were really upset when we made fun of Rubio. Um, Rand Paul supporters would get upset. Donald Trump supporters can't handle any of it. Who would you say handled it in? in you know, with the, with the best spirit. Gosh, um, I don't know. I don't think Carly Fiorina really had enough of a following when we were kind of, you know, talking about her. I don't think none of them really stick out in my mind as people who can really, just really didn't care. I don't know. I would say now, now between Trump and Cruz, I think the Cruz people are more open to jokes and criticism. Yeah, I think so. I mean, we <laughs> just the debate one with the uh, the people, people thought he had a, he was eating a booger. If you type in Ted Cruz eats a booger on YouTube, it's the first thing that pops up from the debate. And and you know, I don't know if he ever addressed it. I don't know if he, he ate it. But it's I don't one know of those things. It's it. one of those things you just don't want to address. No, you just no. go. But could you imagine? Move on down the trail. Could you imagine if that happened to Trump though? Oh my gosh! People you would just that, be, oh. oh, you're getting focus off the issues. Um, <laughs> I'm still thinking about that little that, that little that little scary guy just kind of going around and never really quite cooperating. It's on his lip? Yeah. Oh, Ted Cruz. So it is funny. a really weird clip. But a term that's thrown around now, right, establishment, when we're talking mm-hmm. about brokered contested convention. So uh, that's a term that's not really defined. Like Marco Rubio, people say establishment. Listen, Marco Rubio, I, I hate, I can't stand that he was a part of the Gang of Eight, okay? That bothers me. But he took out Charlie Crist. That was the seat he took. If you want to talk about establishment, look up the definition. Crist is the person you'll see next to it. Uh, John Boehner, Mitch McConnell. These are people. John McCain, of course. People who are career politicians. You need to define the term establishment. Because when you have the establishment saying Ted Cruz is Lucifer and saying they think they might be able to cut deals with Donald Trump, the term has lost all meaning. It's a term that is used right now. If you hear someone using it a lot without defining it, and we don't really use that term on here Mm -mm. very much. I will use it when talking about John Boehner. I will use it when talking about someone like a Mitch McConnell. Jeb Bush, yes, the Bush dynasty. Uh, Paul Ryan now, but there was a time where he wasn't. I just think he's a pansy. I just don't like Paul Ryan. I don't hate him. I just don't personally like him. But we don't want to destroy all Republicans. You don't want to destroy all conservatives. I wrote about that. Listen, Ted Cruz has to go back to the Senate. Okay, now if you're going to just if you're going to call him just a liar, you know, those are character assaults that go back with him to the Senate. The guy has a 97% consistency rating, more than any politician in modern American history. If you believe he's a liar, then then there is no one who's 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 honest. Um, Marco Rubio, 
he probably won't go back because unlike Ted Cruz, that's a big that's actually a big study in the difference of, of winning and losing your home state. People who voted for Ted Cruz in Texas, now I know that necessarily wouldn't play well in a general, people who voted for him got what they wanted, and so Ted Cruz won by a significant margin in his home state. People who voted for Rubio in Florida felt a little bit betrayed. Now, do I think Marco Rubio is not conservative? I, here's the thing. He's been pretty consistent on a lot of other issues, and he made a big mistake with the Gang of Eight. You need to look at the, the context of what happened there. Barack Obama said, if someone gave me some comprehensive immigration reform, something bipartisan, I would sign it tomorrow. And I think Marco Rubio thought he was calling his bluff, and he did, and, and it didn't go through. So it was wrong, but it's not the same as a Boehner or a McCain or a Kasich who has consistently... Concede, concede, concede. Well, not even concede, proactively, proactively plotted yeah. against... Republicans and conservatives. But man, if you want to talk about destroying the establishment, so let's talk about the establishment. People who are career politicians, people who want to be moderate, people who want to make deals, people who tell you it's, you need to be reasonable in government, who don't really believe that you can repeal, who don't really believe that you can defund, those are establishment people. Those people have always hated Ted Cruz. If you want to talk about burning down the establishment, I don't think there could be any more to talk about rubbing salt in a wound would be a brokered convention putting or putting it into a head to head and the delegates repledged to Ted Cruz and they have to back Ted Cruz who stood up on stage and called them liars. Now remember he called Mitch McConnell a liar and John Boehner called him Lucifer. Donald Trump said I had a very good call with Mitch McConnell. Can you believe how rude Ted Cruz is to Mitch McConnell? Remember Donald Trump sided with Mitch McConnell. When Ted Cruz said he was a liar. Mm -hmm. The reason John Boehner thinks Ted Cruz is Lucifer is because of his staunch opposition trying to repeal Obamacare and the government shutdown. So the reason John Boehner, you know, for example, if someone calls Ted Cruz Lucifer a liberal because Ted Cruz is remarkably pro-life, well, okay, you expect that. But John Boehner is mad at Ted Cruz for doing the things that everyone, whether you're voting Trump or Cruz, you hope they do, right? I think most people voting Trump would still, I would, I would like to think, you still probably aren't a huge fan of Obamacare. You still probably aren't upset with the government shutdown. You probably want to decrease spending. I think most Trump voters want that, right? I don't think Trump voters are necessarily liberal. I think they believe some things in Trump that I don't. But I think people voting for Trump or Ted Cruz want those things. They just happen to believe one person over the other. Mm -hmm. John Boehner, Mitch McConnell, Paul Ryan hate Ted Cruz because he has stood for those things that you want in a candidate. So that's important to note. So when defining establishment, you have to know who they are, why they hate the people that they hate, and then say, okay, if that's my problem within the party right now, who do I believe will stick it to them or deconstruct the establishment the most? If you if your goal is to upset and you hate the establishment. Again, I'm not telling you how I to think vote. it's silly too when people just act like the establishment must all be in one mindset about what they want either. I mean, these yeah. are a lot of different people. What Gingrich wants could be completely different than what Bob Dole thinks, you know, right. was, agenda, any agenda he might have up his sleeve. So it's kind of like you talk about it like this big boogie monster that's out to get that's this one, you know, it's like the it's like the Nazi regime all kind of, you know, right. intertwined and coordinated and you know, to, to get something or you know, right. get what they want, it, to act like they they probably agree is probably not true. There's a lot of them to do. It's like the you know the but, fake moon landing or Area 51. At some point, if there's a conspiracy that big, someone's going to talk. Mm -hmm. That's why the only conspiracy that I really give any credence is the Clintons killing people because no one can talk because they're dead. So it's the most plausible. 
And there's that place out there in California where they all get together and sing. Oh, oh, Bohemian Grove. Yeah. There is Bohemian Grove. That does exist for sure. And that's a for people who don't know, it's a weird, weird weird thing. And they burn this like this coffin and effigy to this kind of owl looking God. It really is weird. Because why not? Because why not? But it doesn't necessarily mean that they're meeting with with uh, globalists who are trying to put Florida in your tap as a government form of mind control. It could just be a fraternity for really rich and powerful people, you know, like Skull and Bones um, or like the Freemasons. I mean, that's not a conspiracy, right? You can say these things exist, but to make the leap that they're sacrificing people or they're all having secret meetings to take over the world, that's a leap that for me requires a little bit of substantiation Mm -hmm. if we're we're hopping on, on board that crazy train. So hopefully this has helped. Where people throw around the term establishment. My only thing, I don't want to tell you, listen, I don't want to tell you how to vote. I don't want to tell you who to vote for. You know we're island up. I've been honest about it. I really felt the need to defend Donald Trump with the rally issue. Um, listen, free speech is free speech. Here, here's the deal. And this is what bothered me about Ted Cruz. For talking about lobbying. When Ted Cruz came out, first, first off, the first thing he did was condemn the violent protesters. So if you're not aware of that, check your news source. Because the first thing... Ted Cruz said, is they need to be held accountable. And then he said, but the the environment from a campaign comes from the top down. Which I think, he fired his guy when the guy, uh, what, what was his name? Oh, gosh, I forgot the name of the guy who tweeted the thing about Marco Rubio. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can't remember. I forgot his name. There's so many names now. Uh, he fired him because he thought it was wrong. So that's what he said. I wish he hadn't said that, though. I wish he would have just talked about the protesters and how wrong they were, because that was a real opportunity. What Ted Cruz, what I would have advised him to say is, okay, listen, they're going to try and say you're anti-free speech, which he's not if you look at how he acted as a lawyer. He should have said, listen, you ha- your speech, whatever you say, regardless of how offensive, is protected under the First Amendment. Acts of unprovoked violence are not, period. Whatever side you line up, that's what you say. Now, the one thing with the, with the Trump rally is, you know, when you do say punch a guy and I'll pay your legal fees, we've had to defend against the silly leftist argument of you can't yell fire in a crowded theater. And I've always said, well, that's because that's a call to action. That's not speech. That's encouraging people to do something which could in turn be dangerous or deadly. Are you getting into that territory when offering to pay someone legal fees for committing assault? One could argue that, and it makes it hard for free speech advocates to say, no, no, there's a complete solid leg to stand on here. But those protesters in Chicago, the left, they need to be, uh, you need to take direct aim on them. No pity, and you cannot excuse it, regardless of whether you like Trump or not. That was just a horrible, horrible example of modern progressivism in American politics. And uh, we'll talk more about that after the break. This is breaking news on Louder with Crowder. I'm Perry Matheson. We take you now to a Republican Party currently underway. Yeah, I know. I just don't even know what we're going to do. It's with such you. a hard situation. Is that John Kasich out there? No small hands here. Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 
out will keep you updated as the Republican Party progresses after this. Whoa, Jared, what are you doing? Shoot bad With what? My AR-15. Where'd you get it? AR-15.com. Oh, there's another one. You got him. Yeah. Thank God for AR-15.com. They have AR-15 and accessories for sale and the best advice there is on the web. Oh, no, there's another one. Kaboom. You got him. Yeah. With your what? AR-15. From where? AR-15.com. That's the best place to go, and that's the takeaway, because this commercial's about to stop. I'm going to do the things that I want to do. Before I bring on our next guest, who is a regular, someone tweeted me, Stephen, watching your show on YouTube, what would be your response to people who say that Trump is Hitler? That's just silly. It's just silly. Listen, I don't have to, Trump doesn't have to be my guy to defend him from baseless attacks. Just like I don't have to like John Kasich to say, don't lie about the fact that Soros gave him a bag of cash. That's also not true. So I, I just think truth, I don't know. I just think truth matters more than, than all of us. And I think all around. Old fashioned hippie, you. My old fashioned hippie. Okay, we have to bring on our next guest. And when you hear this, you know. That means that it's at Courtney Scoffs on Twitter. Courtney Kirchhoff, are you with us? Oh, yes. Oh, look at there you. you. You're all tanned. It's true. From the vacation. That's Hawaii. right. Hawaii. Hawaii. Courtney People comment you. every week how it like a ghost. You? Yeah. That's I, I, I no... try to blame the white balance. <laughs> I just haven't figured it out yet. Uh, no, really, he has no soul. Uh, that's true. There you go. Oh, Courtney, and we don't even have to tell her to smile. Because she already is. Look at that. Okay, we polled that. Do you think that's sexist when people say, hey, Hillary, you should, you should, you should probably smile more? Or if a guy says, hey, you have a pretty smile, you should smile more. That's you, nice. I like it when people tell me I have a pretty smile. What Even if, if it's a guy. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Right from her. Speaking of guys, you penned uh, a letter this week from yes. a female perspective to Bernie Sanders. I've written about this several times from a male perspective. And then we got on the phone and you went into a rant. And I said, we, this needs a female perspective. So... Tell P, it's called, what do I have it? Dear, Ber Dear Men Who Vote Bernie Sanders, You're Not Men At All. And you received so much hate mail. I did, from what? a lot of men who would, who, who somehow were trying to defend their manhood by saying, no, but really, I am a man. Just because I want Bernie Sanders doesn't mean I'm not a man. Like, okay, I'm not even going to. Not even gonna give that a response. Uh, well, I only have time for real men if I'm gonna respond to a tweet this. or a Facebook message or an email. Like, no, no, no. I even had some wives like, well, my husband works, he's full time and he volunteers, but he's voting for Bernie Sanders. And how dare you? Like, really? Yeah, I don't think your husband's volunteering. I think you can go on down to the local gay bar and find him ducking you. That's what I think. Okay, so you wrote this, and I've talked about this. I don't believe that in 2016 you can be uh, a man and be an actual full-fledged progressive. I don't mean be kind of like a, 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 a liberal, maybe pro-abortion or things. I mean full-on Bernie socialist. I've written about that. What was your main point here in this article that people hated you so much? Well, the idea that men have to provide for themselves and provide for their family, I can just, I can see myself on the camera and it's very distracting. Because um, she's men, so good looking, that's why. Oh, like, that's I got this it. tan, I got the vitamin D. Watch, <laughs> this is going to become a gif. 
and then everyone the the do, rumors do, of do it again full gay. shot there yeah all right go there ahead courtney try I not to be distracted yeah men don't need other men to provide for them or their families they also don't need a politician to demand that other people give no demand that their tax dollars be taken to give to other people who refuse to work for them to work for themselves so real men provide for themselves provide for their families they don't whine they don't say it's not fair that so-and-so has more they don't excuse why they're not successful or blame it on white privilege they don't do that they say screw it i see a challenge challenge accepted i'm going to go for it i'm going to be successful despite all of these things that i have going against me Bernie Sanders voters don't do that. They believe Barack Obama. They believe Bernie Sanders when they say, oh, the deck is stacked against you. You didn't build that. We can help you. You deserve your fair share. And these rich people who've, who've just glided through life, they're going to they're gonna pay for you. It's, it's okay. We're going to take care of you. That's not a man. That's a pussy. <laughs> and I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. <laughs> Uh, well, do we, I don't think we have to beep that. No, I don't to, no, no, I think it's only if I'm referring to that now. Yeah, stop but... it, stop it, because I know Courtney will go there. She's a she's a lady, but she's she's a lady who's willing. She will go there, <laughs> and I don't want her to go there right now. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you, and I I just don't have a lot in common with with guys like that. Um, and I think you can have it with wealthy people too. I mean, they think you say that with rich guys who feel they have to prove because some things have been handed to them as opposed to people who are self-built. But particularly, it is the ideology of a Bernie voter. To subscribe to it, you have to believe that someone else is pulling the strings and it's not in your control. And I just see that as, as anti-rugged individualist. But as a it woman, is. is it does it actually, like, could you ever date a, a leftist? No, I don't think so. No, <laughs> you, I, you, you choked on your words. See, mm, 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 I, if I were to see like a guy pull up in a Prius with a Bernie Sanders sticker or um, a Darwin fish instead of the Jesus fish, it we're done. Really? You know, we're done. Okay. Yeah, I, I couldn't. I could. And it's not anything against people who drive Priuses. Some people like the car. Fine. But no, nobody likes the car. Pleaser, if you're a people pleaser and you want people to like you and you want everybody to know how much you care for the poor or whatever, I, I, I can't. I can't. It's gross. Well, you want someone who cares for the poor. You just don't some, want someone who advertises it to pick up and chicks. That's, hey, look it. If you care for the poor, great. Care for the poor with your own money. Don't mandate other people's money. Go to something that you that's feel not, like it's not charity. No. That's not it's charity. It's not theft. Yeah, it's and, a, uh, and I love how they separate that as a fiscal issue. Well, isn't theft kind of a moral issue? Wouldn't we put that on the on that side of the ledger? Um, yeah, it's it, it, it's it's interesting to hear a woman say that because my dad and I have talked about that as men. But now, is this something that I know when we write about these things, sometimes we think up ideas for columns. Is this something that has been percolating for a while? You've always felt that way and it was just sort of sort of cathartic to put it to paper or did was it an aha? Epiphany? So I no, I've always thought this. I kind of think liberal man is an oxymoron. I don't think you can be a liberal and be a man. And I know and I mean that in a, a masculine. You can't be masculine. You can be a male adult, but I don't think of you as being masculine if if you espouse liberal ideas and if you live by the liberal ideas, there are a lot of successful men, successful people who say liberal things, but they don't, they aren't liberal in their own lives. They're conservative in their own lives. They're men in their own lives. But if you could just, if you just even, uh, no, I, 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 it's, that was it's a long way around to express her disgust, but that's uh, true. It, 
Greg Gutfeld made that point that anyone who's successful had to do th so through the pillars of conservatism of of taking it yes. upon themselves and res personal responsibility. Um, I wish I could find that, but Greg Gutfeld, Google it. A Prager University. At Prager University, yep. guy does some great stuff. Okay, Courtney, we will bring you on after this break to anger some more men and maybe find some suitors. Louder with Crowder. Stay tuned for more Courtney. This is Jesse, former governor of Minnesota, Ventura here. The bod with the facts. Talking again about the GOP establishment hacks who have been rumored to maybe even try and trot out Jeb Bush on a brokered convention. The fact is Jeb Bush has been a puppet for the establishment-backed hacks for years who have bombarded your kids with xenoestrogens and chemicals that contribute to ADHD and mind-control chemical agents, forcing them to go on dangerous medications like Ritalin and Adderall. But the good news is that you can fix your child's problem with some syrup that I sell at jessieventroit.com. Know the facts. Hey, Crowderheads, if you're listening to this on iTunes or SoundCloud or maybe on the YouTube live stream, because that's a thing now, you're missing so much content at louderwithcrowder.com. That's actually the bulk of what me and my glorious team, not Gay Jarrett notwithstanding, do on a daily basis, anywhere from four to ten articles a day with commentary, videos, GIFs, images, and it's all free. So if you want to be up-to-date on the news and entertained, just add louderwithcrowder.com to your RSS feed. Go check it every day. It's free. You get to support the site. And then, you know, maybe we'll give you some free stuff. I don't know. Maybe free college. What are they promising? Free college? Healthcare? I don't know. They're promising. We'll, we'll give you that. Just, just bookmark it. And we'll give it to you. That's a promise. See that action over there. See that action I over there. I don't like. I do it for our guest, Courtney. At Courtney Scoffs on Twitter, for those who don't know, is flexing my pecs. Because listen, she's not dating anybody. It's it's the closest thing that she gets to um a little bit of fun. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay. I'll, I'll send it. I'll send a text to Hillary later and say, you know, the nice, the nice things that you do. Flexing my pecs. I yes, that's uh, it's something that I something that I, I do on my own time. It's a skill like anything I'm else. I'm sure. I'm sure. Sometimes you do on my time. Lauren Southern already got the gif up of me being gay yes. right away. She is so quick. Um, everyone's trying to set up. You know, my friend Gerald Morgan. We've had him on the show. They're always going like in my family. They're going, "What about Courtney? What about what about Lauren?" Because they're like, you know, he's conservative. These women are conservative, and it's just they're always every time I got like three comments. Same thing with you. I think you and Gerald hit it off, but you know, you're a Catholic and he's not. Um, so there's that. It's like the I've room. never talked to Gerald. Gerald's a I good guy, but he's not. He's actually he's a pretty brilliant guy when it comes to theology, and he uh, went to Notre Dame, and he is not a Catholic. Doesn't hate Catholics, okay. but he will argue why it's wrong. 
and he is very good at it. Um, so that's why it might be tough. Or he might challenge you, and you guys might have a great con- conversation. One of you might, uh, maybe you convert him, and the uh, next thing you know, he's um, he's like screaming for the Pope, like the Beatles fans when it comes stateside. You don't, you, you've written about that. the Pope quite a bit. You've yeah. been pretty peeved with him. Yeah, there have been a few times just like, really? Seriously? There's plenty of other things that we could discuss. Global warming, we're going to do that? Really? I think we need okay. a new segment called Really Seriously with Courtney Scott. Really? Really? Seriously? Seriously? Why well, not? Seth Meyers had a segment called really. Seth, But I think ours would be better because, I mean, it's, well, she's it's a, Courtney Scott. Well, it's like so. Seth Meyers and you add breasts and you add a woman and you add intelligence and you add breasts. I like that in this day and age, you have to include adding a woman after adding breasts because breasts don't anymore know. don't mean that you're a woman. Well, that was going to be my question because you said, you know, it's anti-rugged individualist, you know, Bernie voters. So what about yeah. what about Caitlyn Jenner? I mean, still has a penis, of course, and said that we need to get back to constitutionalism, likes Ted Cruz. Would you say that Ber- that that Caitlyn Jenner, oh, in a twist turn of events, <laughs> is, is more Caitlyn of a man... Jenner. More masculine as a as a, a faux woman than uh, than Bernie Sanders voters. Man, I don't know because he's he's kind of forged his own path. He's made his own money. He's not demanding that other people give. He's not demanding that everyone pay their fair share. And you know he wears a dress. <laughs> well, and he got boobs. Know. Did he get boobs, he's or is he, he just pressing it together? He, he forged those as well. Did he actually buy breasts, or is he just so. pushing them? No, I think he bought them. He's got the money. Courtney, can you confirm? Do you know? I have not looked into this. I feel like the episode is... Oh, wait, my hands have been here for way too long. They've been like, yeah, okay. There's a gift there that's happening. It's the episode nice. of Seinfeld. Are they real? Are they not? Are Jerry, they, I gotta know. Are they not real? Yeah. No, I don't... Anyway, but it still has the bottom. Most transsexuals do not do the bottom surgery. So, okay. So, you wrote about this. You got a lot of a lot of hate mail. Um, mm-hmm. From did, a lot of men. I got a lot of hate mail for Beyonce, too. Did you get a lot of hate mail from women for your article, actually? That's interesting. So no. you get a lot of hate mail from gay men. Go from on. gay black men. Gay yeah. black men. Continue. For our Beyonce. It's just DeRay with of- a bunch of fake accounts. <laughs> it was, ironically, a bunch of people calling me ugly, and they were using, like, eggs, the egg Twitter uh, oh, oh, oh well, they haven't really filled it out. They haven't, yeah, or Beyonce, and they were calling me ugly. I'm like, okay, really? All right. Really? Seriously? So the guy looks like an egg. Yeah, I have gotten a lot of hate mail from guys saying that, you know, how dare I, you know, I'm a cave woman, how dare I say that they're not men. I just, and again, I say, it just goes to my point. How if dare you? Want, how dare you? Exactly. I thought you were cueing me for that. I was. Oh, okay. There you go. So it's, it's guys who got mad, not women. Some women, some wives. Some wives. I, I want to say like three, may, maybe three women, but majority has been has been men. I think it's one of those Male things, adults. like you said, even if there are some successful people who try and espouse leftism, they don't live that way. I think it's probably the same with a lot of women, even though they claim they like a progressive guy and they like the guy with the handlebar mustache and the Bernie sticker. They don't really want a guy who, when something goes bump in the night, he's hiding in the closet and shoving her down the stairs like it's a Lifetime movie and she's pregnant. Well, here's one of the reasons I don't like feminism. I, I think it's unfair to men because feminists have said, well, they want this certain type of guy. They, they've said that they want as women to take the lead. That's unfortunate because that's not what they actually want. 
Um, bro tip to the guys out there. A lot of times women don't actually know what they want until they see it. And I know, I'm sorry. I, I apologize for my gender. We don't always know. So women like men who are strong. They like men who take direction. They like men who make decisions. They like men who are decisive. That doesn't mean that they're going to beat you over the head and drag them into the cave. That just means that they're good hunter gatherers. They're good providers. Women are hardwired to want that. So Bernie Sanders voters who are whiny and wimpy and they, I want my fair share. I just, you know, white privilege. I don't have it. And okay. I don't think it's fair. It's just. So on a scale from, um, on a scale from Jared, social justice friend, hipster feminist, you know, who mm. wants to check his privilege alone. for you. Well, right. I don't know about that. All the way to the scale of, you know, Donald Trump. You need to treat women like crap. Where do you fall on that scale? <laughs> You've heard that quote, right? You got to treat him like sh that's what Donald Trump said, which I well, think I don't think that okay. should be used against him because how if many times has Donald Trump been married? Three. That'll look kind of, yeah, that might answer your question. Yeah, it's why well, he cheated on them. And he, he cheated. He slept with other men's wives as well. So there is that. So that, I think that's important, though, to note, because a lot of people think, well, you're just no, we're not saying you need a trash bag either. That's not masculine. No, now, there's a big difference between you don't need a trash bag. There's a difference between being a leader and being a jerk. There's a difference between being decisive and being a uh, and I can't say it. You, you can't. Uh, being a man doesn't mean that you're just bossy and, and asserting your manliness all the time. It means you're confident in yourself. You Matter respect of fact, yourself. Men who have to assert their ma their manliness generally they're are very scared. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's true. Yeah, if anyone says, you know, aren't I powerful? Don't you think I'm powerful? Aren't I strong? That's a guy who has an, who has some issues and a guy who's probably never you know never been in a real conflict. Um, and I think it's important to note that because you have a lot of people who will go too far the other way. And thinking you treat women like crap or think that think this false sense of machismo, you know, there are men and that's overcompensating. Yes, exactly. I mean, yeah. there are men who can just chug beer and burp and swear and hunt and their families are falling apart and their kids are losers and their wives hate them. That's not a man. And you can have a computer nerd who's very strong and people do well right. and there's leadership. Um, right. And I know we agree with that in principle, but I just want for people out there who hear this and be like, so she, she just wants to, she just wants to bully. You don't want some douchey bro no. in an affliction rhinestone t-shirt with a fake tan. No. And there's, and I was very careful in my article to define what I believe is masculinity. I didn't say someone who's gross. It's right. not someone who, who goes to the bar, drinks a bunch of beer, throws some shots, burps. That's, that's gross. Right. And masculinity isn't gross. It's, it's complementarianism. I mean, as Christians, what yeah. people talk about, men and women complement each other. And, we and, need each other. Right. And to deny that, again, is just like to deny the, the evolutionary, you know, the biological evolutionary mechanism of generalizations that people make. And people try and make you feel guilty for making generalizations. I mean, it's a generalization for a man to open a door for a woman because, hey, I'm stronger. I'm a man. Uh, it's easier for me and it's respectful to a woman. Those same people deny the hardwiring that men and women are different and we should use that synergy uh, to complement each other. And that's, I think, why feminism is so, is so corrosive to society for women in particular. Well, and feminists aren't happy either. They should smile. So they should smile. Can they? I mean, they're, no. just, they're just miserable all the time. And sometimes what I try to ask people, what I try to define for myself, what do I want? Do I want to be right? Do I want to be powerful? Do I want to be control? Or do I want to be happy? 
And you can't always have all of those things. So we have to decide as women and as men, what's more important. Are we going to be right? or Are we going to be happy? Do we need to have that big, powerful career? Is that going to make you happy? Because a lot of women, they go for that. And when they're about 40, they don't have a family. They're not happy. No. So that's true. They've done everything feminism has told them to do and they're miserable. Right. Yeah, that's that's a good point. And I, you can't have it all. I mean, my wife and I, you know, we don't have children. And so she works a lot and I work a lot. And we know that it's it's not balanced. And eventually we're going to have to, to remedy that, particularly if we have kids. That's why we're doing it now so that she can stay home. That's been our plan for a long time. Uh, I mean, she, she wouldn't have to work as much, but she's worked for this. You know, basically, she's in a, a top position at a company where it's a very it would take a long time to fill this role and you know she has equity in a company she's very successful and she can't stand feminists um but yeah that's that that's a good point and um and you're a working woman too which is why it's so interesting coming from you because people can't say that you're barefoot in the kitchen pregnant yeah but i'm 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 working because i have to i never wanted to be a career woman what? that was never in my plan no it was never a plan she hates working for me do you hear this <laughs> not get Gotcha. Nake Jared knows knows what we put up with with you sometimes, and it's not. And I love working for you, but I would, I wanted to oh, be the mom God. and the wife. I love this man, and I will go <laughs> to the, the hill in Calvary and back with him to get my next paycheck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh well. Okay. This has gotten uncomfortable because um, Courtney can be mean. Not gay, Jared. You just, you just, you just cower in fear. I, yes, sir. Yeah, she does. <laughs> That's what she does. Uh, which is funny. He's not a Bernie voter. No, it is. It's fun. Well, it, it is. It's one of those things where I think if people really read the article and they understand where you're coming from, there is a lot of insight to take from it. And I think a lot of women are coming to the realization. We just talked with Lauren Southern. I think a lot of women, unfortunately, come to it a little bit late. You know, they come to it in their mid thirties and their window is passed. And um, all of a sudden they realize that, the guys who were white knighting and supporting their their blue hair, uh, wild boar-like features at the Feminist Film Festival, all of a sudden they're not around anymore because they found wives. And it's wild. it's sad. What? Why are you laughing? A wild boar, because it's funny. I've got that mental image. They do. <laughs> Feminists remind me of wild boars. Well, they're fat, they're port and they're they they're are. prickly. They're prickly like wild boar. So they don't shake, they don't wax. I don't get that. I don't understand that. How is that oppression? Can you explain that to me as a woman? How could any woman see that as oppression? Oh, because they're, they believe that beauty is only for other men. Now, what women find attractive is not necessarily looks in men, it's their success. And men don't have any problem being successful, nor do women have any problem telling them to be successful. But for a man to say, I like a woman who doesn't have hairy blue armpits, that's in the mind of a feminist oppression patriarchy it is the patriarchy harry you're taking more effort to 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 not your your anti-hygiene requires more effort than just basic hygiene and i want to know why blue and who thought of it who thought you know what would be a great idea is to grow out my armpit hair super long and dye it a rainbow color someone thought of it i'm gonna go with lena dunham i'm gonna go with lena dunham yeah as she was sitting on the toilet eating cake. Oh, my gosh. What kind of thoughts do you have when you're doing that? Well, Only gross ones. Yeah, there's nothing good can come of that. That's one of those things. I don't, you know, I don't blame women for being women, and I, men should stop being blamed for being men. If a man says, you know, it'd be nicer if you smiled more, that's not someone who hates you. Just like if a woman says, hey, why don't you get off the couch and go do something? 
That's not a woman who hates a man. That's trying right. to better someone, which you should be doing for yourself. All right. So, Courtney, at Courtney Scoffs, you're going to have some some uh, some uh, some More tweets hate. here. No, some people are probably yeah. going to want to date you. So let's follow up on that. Well, I've if... actually had a lot of guys say, "Hey, it was funny. I need to take a screen capture because I'll have one tweet that says, how dare you?'" Or they call go. me a secret. We have to go. We have to go. Oh, no. Okay, Courtney Scoffs. If you want to date her, we'll air it next. Stay tuned. I'm Perry Matheson. We take you now to a Republican Party currently underway. Boy, what a night. I really, uh, I really tuckered myself out. Yeah, yeah. So, um, do you, do you need a lift? you need us to call you a cab? Oh, no, I got my own car. I can get home just fine. Okay, well, you know, we're just picking up here. There's not a lot left to... Yeah, you know, I'd offer to help, but with the IBS and all. Hey, does anyone want to play a game of Jenga? Why are you still here? We'll keep you updated as the Republican Party progresses after this. Oh, hey, Lyle. Didn't see you there. What are you doing? Oh, I'm just relaxing and enjoying my 1978 ball day a fine beverage after a fine game of racquetball at the Wimbledon. There's no more quality establishment than the Wimbledon, you know. That sounds fun. I don't really know a whole lot about wine. That's why I go to SimplifiedWine.com. Or I just call their number. What's that number, Jared? 844-297-WINE. Oh, where'd he come from? His voice aggravates me. I have him chained to a caravan. For simpletons like me who don't know a whole lot about wine, just what I like, it makes it easy. I either get to call, go to the website, talk with a sommelier, list what I like, what I don't like, my budget, and can have it shipped directly to my door or gift-wrapped and sent to a friend. It doesn't get any simpler than that. Simplified wine, you say? I prefer more of a barrier to entry. <laughs> I know you do, Lyle, but you're an elitist bastard. That's why for simpletons like me, I prefer simplifiedwine.com or just calling 844-297-WINE. I was going to try and throw a knife at Jared in the studio, and I couldn't find my knife. Darn it, not gay Jared. You well, got the better of me. Well, that's that a first. Time. You couldn't find it. It hurt last time. All right, go yeah. do your work to find a tweet, if you haven't found it yet. All right, I will do that. Okay, now. so we're going to wrap this program up. We're going to have Rockin'est Tweet of the Show, which you can send to me at S. Crowder on Twitter, of course. Louderwithcrowder.com is where you can go for the podcast archives or the video if you're listening terrestrially. Man, it has been a, a busy week, and um, I... I I don't know if I'm the only one who's just exhausted with the process. I think a lot of people are with the election process right now. 
the fact that the last debate scandal was outpacing GOP debate, I think should tell you something. Don't be too far into the forest to see the trees, okay? Don't overestimate the influence of the GOP primary right now. Most people don't really care. Um, most people aren't paying attention. As a matter of fact, that's why Donald Trump, is, I think, is doing so well. Most people don't really pay that much attention to primaries unless they're political hobbyists. And Donald Trump is, is a guy who's had a reality show for years. So he's already a pop culture icon. So, of course, he's going to get a lot of press coverage, especially someone who's polarizing. But that's, that's, that's an anomaly. He's an outlier. Outside, outside of that exception, most people don't pay that much attention. And I think a lot of conservatives out there and a lot of, a lot of leftists, a lot of people who are canvassing for Bernie, activists, de they develop an out-of-touchedness by not being aware as to the level of engagement for the average American because it's not that high. It really isn't that high. And that's why we generate a lot of the content that we do at, at the website, which, you know, listen, it's not National Review. Um, it's not going to be policy wonky. I mean, we did this rebuttal for Vox.com with over 30 sources, I think, that have been used. But it is important, I think, to, to realize that some people aren't engaged. There need to be several, several uh, steps to that ladder, and you need to provide the first one as well. So that's what we try and do, and, and, and hopefully, maybe this election, you know, I think Donald Trump could provide some value there, where some people who maybe haven't been engaged at least have perked up and said, oh, I want to pay attention to this. And maybe it's through being offended and they listen to what he has to say and they're not all that offended. Um, I think Bernie Sanders has done that a lot too. I don't like what he says. I think a lot of people perk up because they hear free stuff. And um, I think then people can evolve and then you can talk to them about policies and ideas. That's how it progresses. That how, that's how it works. Listen, if you also want to talk about how to get young people on board, a lot of conservatives will, oh, we got the young vote, you know, because they're, they, they're, their median demo in a lot of conservative media is 72. Um, you appeal to their selfish motives, their libertarian motives. A lot of people my age, a lot of people not Kay Jared's age, they, they love the free stuff until they realize that at some point they're going to be hit with a tab. And when they realize that that's passed down to them, Social Security is a good example. If you can educate them on that, they can change their tune. But if you don't, if you just tell them they're stupid, if you just tell millennials that they're, that they're lazy and they're greedy and they suck, all of which are true, mind you, but that's the only thing you say, you don't really win the argument. Just like if you call everybody a liar in the primary, if every single person, if you're a Ted Cruz supporter and you call Trump, Rubio, Kasich, Christie, you called every single person a liar and Ted Cruz is the candidate, well, guess what? When you call Hillary Clinton a liar, they're just going to say, yeah, but you called everybody else a liar. Same thing with Donald Trump. If you call everyone else a liar and you get to that general and he goes, Hillary Clinton's a liar, they're just going, well, yeah, but you say everyone's a liar. It doesn't work anymore. So be, um, be prudent in the arguments that you present. It is time, as we wrap up the show, to go to... Today's tweet of the show, yeah! Is that Metallica? Did we get Metallica on reserve? I think we. Yeah, I, I, I didn't tell you. I think they've been hurting. I tell you. lately with all the piracy. You know, Metallica. They've had a real problem with it. Mm, Poor Metallica. However, will they survive? Okay, so we have a tweet of the show. This comes to us from Adam Adam Anderson at Lunchsack, and he tweeted at Not Gay Jared. What is Crowder wearing? Is that a boat, a key, or a penis? For those watching the live stream. Adam Anderson, you have the tweet of the show. Uh, listen, I am wearing a, a shirt right now. For those who don't know the story, this is actually a tugboat. And it's from northern Michigan in a place called Leland. Um, Leland, Michigan. And what happened was after, I think it was the Great Depression, there was a hurricane. and it Or not a hurricane, some kind of a major storm. And it destroyed a boat. There was a guy there who was well known in the town. He had a fishing boat. And so the town came together and built this iron 
tugboat, fishing boat, I don't know the difference, really. I don't know what you call it. But they built this iron boat where if you go to Leland, Michigan, down at Fishtown, it's one of the few left standing shanty towns. You can see this boat. It still operates, and I think they still take it fishing. So it's, it's, a, it's an interesting story. The boat is horrifyingly ugly. And I, I understand this doesn't necessarily look like a boat. I've had people think it looks like a razor blade, but I think penis would have been a more interesting story if you really, really want to get down to it. But yeah. well, you know what? The truth is, depending on where I wear it, my story changes. So today's tweet of the show, yeah. Thank you, Adam Anderson. We appreciate it. Every week we'll be reading your tweet of the show. Um, what's the through line today? We've talked about a lot of things. We've talked about the black thing. I think the main thing, and we've talked about it, is is learning to define words and not just throwing them around. Words matter. Truth matters. I mean, you've seen the story about John Kasich, right, and the Soros money? Yeah, I did. You know, <laughs> Breitbart was the first one I saw from. I thought, oh, don't, don't expect certain people to talk about how much Trump okay, owes okay, Soros. All right. but. We don't know that. You can't substantiate that. Obviously, Megyn Kelly was calling Breitbart Trump Bart, and several people have, and, and um, wherever you line up on that. But, uh, yeah, I don't like John Kasich. I don't like him at all. But you don't want to beat him with a lie, saying that Soros is his pal. Uh, maybe he did. Maybe, maybe I've missed something, but I have the article up from Daily Caller, and it was an, a certain amount from an associate who's been a longtime Republican donor. I probably don't like this guy who's a longtime Republican donor. My guess is he probably gave to people like McCain and people like McConnell, and he would probably be more establishment. But listen, if you want to beat someone, don't just beat them on a lie, okay? Leftists do that. And I know some conservatives say it's time to just do that. Eh, you know, you can. I can understand the justification. It's not something I want to do. So. Learn that words matter, that truth matters. Learn how to, to establish meanings. You know, if someone throws out an umbrella term right away, if someone says something and you go, what does that mean? If someone says establishment or if someone says mass shooting and that doesn't, doesn't define it, if someone just says, oh, patriarchy, if ever in your head you're thinking, well, what, what, what does that mean? A lot of the time we're shy, we're quiet because we're afraid of sounding stupid. It's actually less stupid to just say, what do you mean by that? Can you define what you mean by patriarchy? Can you define establishment for me? You won't sound stupid. Nine times out of ten, their answer will be stupid. So ask questions. Define the words. Lotto with Crowder. We'll see you next week.